So I assume that means that I, I should start talking now. You had you had said earlier in the week that you might. Your your first of all, your mic's not on. Oh man, I thought we were gonna be better we're, today. We're I thought it was gonna be we're, better. We're recording. The levels are better. That, okay, so those are good things. You had said earlier in the week that on I, Friday well, you if, would you would do an open. If if I was acclimated, and yesterday I messed up with the sound. So that so doesn't. Want, you're not acclimated. I, I, Is that what that I, means? Yeah, I'm give. You know, the ne- by the next time that yeah. I uh, oh, 100%. the next time that I do this and forget yep. everything, yep. you've forgotten everything by that I'll, point. I'll have an intro written. Ooh, look forward I, to that. I've got, I've got an NBA themed uh, trivia question. All right, well, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But right now, what I didn't have was an open, and I was waiting for yeah. that. I was sitting I here was... saying to myself, "Huh, I guess that means it's it's just me now." I I just start doing the yakety yak. It was a long That's night, Glenn. Fun. That's what I hear. That's long what I hear. Night. Nothing quite like walking in and I got two 20-year-olds sitting here with me telling me about their evenings. And I'm like, yeah, I very similar night for your boy. I, uh, I sat on the couch and I watched reruns of The Office and I studied uh, Penn State women's lacrosse. Very similar night to what you guys had, all in all. Hi, good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. That is Lil Jordan in for Paul again today. Papa Cass is back as well. Hi, Cass. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's good to see you. you re- Cass, of course, in order to prove whatever point she thinks she was making, came in today wearing her cowboy sweatshirt. You're wearing your Vancouver grit. Who is that? Number 12. Who is it? Is it? It's not. That's not a Stevie franchise, is it? Who is? It's a, wait, that's a Ja Morant Vancouver Grizzlies throwback. I actually love that, although... I'm not thrilled with John Morant because yeah. he did not have himself a night last night. The, uh, the I, bet we we all yep. thought was a lock. Was yep. Thanks a lot, Andrew Stecka, you jerk. I definitely put cash dollars down on that. And uh, it doesn't make me feel great about my uh, my uh, John Morant MVP bet. But, you know, a long way to go in the season still. Just was not a pleasant evening. And I actually spent time watching that game because I was excited about it. I'm a John Morant guy now. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Grizzlies man. The Celtics are doing they're a good they basketball are. team. They are. They are quite good. And you get that reminder that Jason Tatum. I always forget because I like want to like Jason Tatum because he's fun. Then I'm like, all right, he went to Duke. F him. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Mar- Marcus Smart was doing like highlight reel passes. All right, all right. We don't need the the rave. We don't need to think about remind me of yeah. how miserable it was that I bet on the the Grizzlies last night. We you don't could, need. You could have gone out. You could have gone out. Yeah, I could have. Right, I could have been out with you. I would have fit right in. By the way. The, it Last time, so for years, my birth, my annual birthday celebration, as I've gotten older, was we all go, um, uh, it, it's over now. I'm, I'm too old to, to do this. But for years it was, we would go uh, BYOB duck pin bowling uh, down at Stonely. And then we would, after that came to a close, we would roll back into Towson and go to the cheesesteak place for some cheesesteaks at the end of the evening, right? That was the move. And one year, while we were out... It really hit us. Like, and I this is seven years ago. So keep in mind, it's not just that it it really hit us. It hit us a while ago. But we're out and we're walking through Towson to go get cheesesteaks, and we just realized, oh, we have no business being here. <laughs> like we have no we are very much out of place in this circumstance. But I did appreciate like three years ago, um, the young lady who pulled my wife aside and begged her to come in and go dancing with them for no reason whatsoever just we were literally standing in the street and this young lady Cass's age grabs my wife and is like come in oh I, no no you know what it was i remember exactly what it was now my wife was trying to find a bathroom because there's no bathroom 
or the bathroom at the cheesesteak place was broken. So we wandered out, and we were going to wander into what is now the defunct old Green Turtle. It's, it's a new place, but they don't spend money with us, so we don't need to advertise them. So we were going to go there, and as she was walking up, a uh, inebriated young lady approached her, literally grabbed her by the arm, and said something like, you're pretty, come dance with me. And my wife was like, aww. Like, it was very, a compliment, she, yeah. she thought it was very sweet. And I was like, it is very, if you'd like to, by all means, go dancing with this young lady. I don't know, wherever the evening takes you, you know, like, whatever you're going to do. Have yourself a night. I'm going to go back and have a cheesesteak and go to bed. That's what I'm going to do. But you may do this if you'd yeah. like. She chose not to. She yeah. decided against it. I don't it. think right. you're too old. I think you yeah. can go. Yeah, no, think about so it this way. If any bar that you go in, I feel like you can, like, justify this as well is there's always that one or two I, three older men that come that's in part of my story about last night glenn mm. oh. so so weird we we started <laughs> very weird very weird we started a new tradition uh and again the place does not advertise with us so yeah. i will not list yeah, their we name do, we don't do that but but it's we go to this one bar in particular and we order it's the only place in towson you can order this certain shot mm-hmm. because they custom make it for me Okay, yes. I mean, I, wait, wait, yes. wait yes. You, yeah, right, like you're that big yes. of a deal? Yes. Okay. And we, we have we have a special spot in the back of the bar that we get every Thursday, and th- this was the second week we're going to keep doing it and keep it going, like, for generations. Sure, for generations. For generations. For generations. And someone, each week it's a different person, makes a toast and says one good thing that happened about their week to get the night started. Well, I like that. That and I do then, like. And then it's like you make a toast, you'd be like, that's, I'm so happy to be out that's, with that's, a, that's an affirmation uh, thing. I do uh, I do yeah. appreciate and, that. And then and then we get our booze on. And so we were doing that and one of the other bars in Towson does this thing where it's you you can get a free drink potentially if you guess a coin flip right. <laughs> sure. And, Why not? And so okay. it's like like full drinks like <laughs> All right. So we go and we're flipping and we're flipping, and we're getting it right, and right, Ah, and right. so you were just so we're drinking free, free all drinks. night. All right, and well, so, then the old man comes in. Okay. My, so, we're playing. He points at me as he says, then the old yeah. man comes in, which we're, is. We're playing. About right, honestly. We're we're playing pool, and so, this this guy, he has like a thick Irish accent. Little, he looks like Dabo, Dabo Sweeney. Okay. And. None of my friends thought it. I thought it. But okay. For, for context. Get to the point. And so he says, oh, yeah, I'm, I grew up in Ireland, blah, blah, blah. My girlfriend's Irish Catholic. Okay. My girlfriend's in the bathroom. She, com- I was like, you need to come over here and meet this Irishman. Yeah. She comes back. And now I'm- The Irishman. Yeah, did did the, he have to wait four hours and were yeah, they all uh, yeah, 30 yeah, years younger than they really yeah, were? No. No? No, no, no. Yeah, I like okay. that one. Right. I like that one. That's no. a good one. But so then he proceeds to get kind of like- Old man, like touchy feely with my girl, like like. See, hand, this is the problem. On, very hand, hand on her shoulder, like, like a Joe Biden like, bit. Yeah, 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 like a, like a very right. old man bit. But yeah. it's like it's like like he's not actually a threat. Yeah, he's it's like, just. It's like I can't hit him because he's well, an, an old, old man, man, right? Correct. And he doesn't know any better. Yeah. And my girlfriend's not like she isn't showing me that she's uncomfortable. Okay. But at the same time, it's making me uncomfortable. Well, I get that, right? Yeah. And but it was. It was a very weak because he was the only old dude in the bar too, and that's what I have dealt me. with this in my life. I'm a I am a, a physical touch person, right? Not like I'm not sniffing hair. I'm not yeah. I'm not going the Biden route. Yeah. Like I'm not that. But I definitely have been a physical touch person over the years. Like I'm a hugger for sure. I'm a hugger. Um, 
I'll see somebody, I'm like, hey man, good to see you, and I'll like go to like hit him on the shoulder, and sometimes it'll like awkwardly like hit right like here. I don't do it with women. I want to make that very clear. Yeah. I don't do that. But like, I'll go to Len see. Doesn't hit women. Thank, I want to make that. <laughs> please, please yeah. pass that around yeah. if you yeah. don't mind. Pass that around. But I've done that, and I swear to God, like when when years ago. I mean, not when he was running for president, but like years ago, when the first like videos of Joe Biden doing that stuff came out, and everybody was making fun. I was like, I'm not that guy, right? <laughs> like, I had to have a moment where I was like, I don't do the. I like, no, I don't. I don't. But I'm definitely a. I am definitely a hugger. Like yeah. I'm definitely someone that I'm meeting for the second time in my life. I'm already prepared to hug you. Yeah. Like if I've ever seen you before, I'm prepared to give you a hug in a yeah. social setting. I think like, there's a distinct difference though. Like if you're doing it to everyone or if you're like objectifying like one girl, like, you know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, I agree. Like, I'm like yeah. That, right. That, like, yeah. I agree. Weird, but like, I don't like the whole thing where like people make fun of dudes for like being very like huggy. It's like, well, if a girl's really huggy, we're flirty. And if a guy's really huggy or like, touchy, we're bro dogs. They're we're, like, we're getting yeah. into the, the deep. Yeah, we really are. No, I'm just saying, I'm way. just saying. Yeah. I, I get that. Then, everything was all right. But no, no yeah, and, and then I mean, he he ended up like stumbling and like just yeah. playing pool the rest of the night. Well, and, sounds like, lovely. But sounds I mean, a lovely evening. Yeah, it was just you, you told me about your night, and I got yeah, very of, similar. Of really, this, of really, this guy really who similar. A, who had a much better, mm-hmm. much more entertaining evening. Yeah, but he doesn't have to call the Penn State Loyola women's lacrosse game tomorrow, he so he didn't not. have to study for that. He, he didn't have to do any he, studying. He there. did tell us that we're all invited to his future farm. In the Ireland country. Hell yeah, man. Uh, You got an in. Yeah. You got an in. You got a trip to take here in a few years. All right. uh, So that's how Jordan's evening went. (laughs) Cass is wearing her cowboy shirt. She's still trying to pretend like she's a Cowboys fan. It's a whole thing. It's a a whole whatever that is. John says, uh, one, Cowboys suck. I agree with him. Mm, And two, just remember that us vet drinkers can always turn it on and take out the young rookies. So there is something to be said for that, but I... It would take me a while to get back to that place. I, of course, have, uh, drink so little. I mean, I'm so little that at this point, two beers and my night's over. Like, it really is. I'm ready to go to bed. It's it's combination of drinking so little and I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I've got small kids. I don't sleep. Like, I am so tired that after a second beer, I'm I'm. it's bedtime. Like, it is just time for me to go pass out and let the day begin again tomorrow. Um I throw one party a year still to this day, and I will throw another party this summer. It's what I do every year. I roast a pig. I have friends. It's a, it's a lovely day. And I will, I will imbibe, but like I've got to take it easy or else I will. We've made fun of my wife for years because she passes out at 5 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, she is in bed because she gets to a point. We start drinking at about 9 a.m., and she just gets to a point where it's it's dunsky like she's gonna have to go but it's dangerous now for me because i'm in the same boat like if i really do go for it i too will be asleep by five o'clock in the afternoon like it'll just be the day is over for me and and y'all can carry on do whatever you'd like to do at my house but it will not involve me like that's the way it's going to be any longer so i have to be careful anymore it's you're going to get old too this day is going to come oh yeah you guys this day is going to come my my dad he uh he can't come out drinking with me because he'll have one beer yep. and then be drunk. Yep. Yep. So. yep. Those. Sorry, but I can't relate to that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Cass. Yeah. Thank you. You're young. I no, get no, it. No, no, not me. Like my dad. Uh, oh, he's. Uh, oh, he's. Yeah. He's. He can. He can hold himself. Well, good well. for him. Good for him. And there again, I think there might be a day where your boy could rejoin that world at some point. It's just that the young kids don't. 
help in the process. I think it's cute though, because my I'm, mom can't. Like, oh my really? Mom, my mom is not a, like doesn't like to drink. Oh my my mom, wife is a second glass of wine yeah, half the mom. time, and she's <laughs> yeah. you know like I'm like like all right, well this is the time. I have definitely had to remove my wife from multiple different circumstances when I was like, well, nope, she's had it. She's hit it. This is, <laughs> she has hit the point of no return. We have reached that moment. And unless you're around a very specific group of friends that like, no, you know, okay, they're going to take, like my buddy's wife will take care of her. We call her Mrs. Gatsby. When I'm out with them, we can get, she can get as drunk as she wants because Mrs. Gatsby is going to take care of her. Around certain friends, no problem. But around other people, now we got to go. We yeah. got to go. In fact, I, th- I've told this story before. John Angelos kindly invited us to uh, a party on opening day one year. And it was very nice and it was with a lot of very important people at the warehouse before the opening day game. And I, I don't know why I was there. Like, I looked around like, what are, why did we get this invite? Like, why are we at this party? But I'm looking around and seeing all these people. And my wife just just doesn't she doesn't read the room like for her it's just a party like she has no idea like we're we we are on borrowed time here we're not supposed to be in this group let's not bring attention to ourselves let's just enjoy the lovely hors d'oeuvres and and maybe have a drink and then go watch the baseball game like the miscreants that we are like let's do that she could not operate that way proceeded to get hammered and about an hour into the party it's still but the game was started at three o'clock so it's still probably only about noon <laughs> and i'm like we gotta go <laughs> she was like what i'm like we have to leave she's like i don't understand I'm like no, we need to go back to a place where we're so, like we'll go over to one of these establishments across the street we'll go to pickles yeah and cur- fit right wait, wait we don't we don't again we yeah. don't give advertising uh, to yeah. people that don't advertise with us we'll go that way because we, yeah. we can't be here any longer, and she doesn't get it. Now i got to explain to some of the people that I've been hobnobbing with this party, like, I'm sorry we had to leave. My wife was about to start a scene. <laughs> like, it was about to become a scene. And I don't need to be the guy whose wife created a scene at the nice party. Like, I just don't need to be that guy. So it was time. It was time for us to leave, to depart for the evening, uh, offer our pleasantries, and move on, and we can go back and be... The, the the dirty white trash that we know we are at a at a bar across the street. We can go do that there. That's the way it's going to be. I don't know how we got into this topic this morning. It was just you being out. That was really all yeah, it, was. it was. That was how we got there. All right. I got some things I want to cover on the show today. Today's program is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. The FanDuel Sportsbook is open. It is the place to watch all of the big events, including UFC 272 tomorrow night. You want to guarantee your spot? What I would encourage you to do is email events at sportssocialmd.com, events at sportssocialmd.com, and reserve your table or reserve your reclining chairs, whatever it is. They've got a bunch of different VIP areas in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. So reserve your spot for UFC 272 tomorrow night right now. I have a lot to say. And, and when I say a lot to say, I've got as many questions as I have answers. I don't know, maybe I'm overreacting to one particular piece of video, but it's really quite alarming. So the NFL Network crew is all out at the Combine right now. They're doing all their, their coverage. And admittedly, I've told you guys before, I don't watch any of the, I don't watch ESPN, I don't watch NFL Network, I don't watch Fox Sports 1. I, if something happens, I'll find out about it on social media. I, I cannot suffer through all of the bloviating, all of the... the Hot pe- takes. Yeah, I, I just, I'll never, I can't fathom a human being spending their day. Do you have any idea how much good content exists in the world? 
Not inventing Anna. That sucks. But every other, everything else is good. If you haven't watched Peacemaker yet, get on it. So Ian Rappaport is, of course, the insider for NFL Network. And he's out at the Combine and in between workouts or whatever. By the way, if, if being a fan of a sport requires you to give a rat's ass about someone's hand size, I just don't think it's worth being a fan of that sport. I, you can't get me to care about this stuff. But in between workouts... They cut to Ian Rappaport. Ian, you got anything for us? You got any any news you'd like to share along? And he's got something for them. And it perplexes me. It confuses me. It's it's a bit much, frankly. And I'll see if this actually works. I never know if people can actually hear these videos. Actually, maybe we could play this one. Hang on a second. Uh, Jordan, you got your email open? Yeah. On that? No, on on this computer. Yeah. Do you have it open on the yeah. which which email do you have open? My uh, school email. Your school email. All right. So I'm going to send you a link to this, and you can play it because it's not music, so we shouldn't get in trouble for it. So let's pull it, pull that up if you don't mind. This Ian Rappaport tweet, and make sure you've got uh, Channel Four unmuted so we can do this. Right. But I do not have an email from you yet. Oh uh, well, maybe it takes a second. I'm not sure. This is why, by the way. Oh yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, just got it. This Loading is this in. this is why we have all those pre-show meetings, is to make sure we knock this yes. out before we go on the air. We yes. really executed this perfectly. We yes. practiced it ten times and nailed it. That's the reason for all the meetings. All right. So you have let's, you have yeah, the video there. Let's, let's try this out. Okay, you unmute four. Yeah. Uh huh. Good. Huh. <laughs> mm. Is the sound on the the video unmuted? Yeah. Really. Wait. And I know obviously there's the, the on-field production and the on-field drills which we're going through, the interviews early in the week, and then there's the global question of where is the combine going All right, to be next Nobody cares about that. Fast forward a little NFL bit. That's the part of it. Who, care, who cares where the combine's going to be? It's mm. for more than a decade and you know, forever and further. ever. Uh, there's a lot of so, of course, that's the combine news. There's also okay. been a ton of NFL news this week, including the future of some quarterbacks. And one of the topics I want to get to here, guys, Lamar Jackson. And there has been a ton of conversation. When is he going to do the contract extension? Eric DeCosta was pretty upfront with reporters saying they are willing to do it on – they want to do it now, but they're willing to wait on Lamar's schedule. There doesn't seem to be a lot of urgency from Lamar Jackson raising the possibility that maybe he just doesn't do a contract this year or next year, or the year after. He could go fifth-year option, franchise tag, franchise tag, paving the way for him to become a free agent and get paid huge, huge numbers. All right. Well, that that's, that's, we don't need any more of that. Now, I want to make a couple things clear. He didn't report that that was the plan. He used the word maybe. But what in the ever-loving F is that? It's a horrible take. What is that? I don't know that it's a take. This is the part that I'm trying to come up with. Ian Rappaport is not Stephen A. Smith. Ian Rappaport yeah. is not um, Skip Bayless. Ian Rappaport is not someone whose job is to just say things for the sake of saying him. Ian Rappaport's job is to be a reporter, is to report, is to pass along things that are, are factual. Now, again, he didn't say, I have heard that Lamar Jackson is thinking about just dragging this out for a few years he said maybe he doesn't sign a deal at all, goes fifth-year option, franchise tag, franchise tag, and then hits free agency down the road in order to cash in big time. What? 
What? Yeah. What is that? And I'm so perplexed by it because I, I keep, and this is why we're going to invite a couple of former NFL agents on the show today. Tony Agno in Baltimore Zone is going to join us here in a second, and then later on in the morning, we're going to catch up with uh, Mark Lillibridge, who's not only a former agent, but worked in media for a long time. Don't worry. We'll take a break before we call Tony, and I'll give you his number then. Um, I, I am I'm perplexed because I, I can't fathom, like, I can't think for a second of a reason why that would be sensical. And if I'm even Ian Rappaport, as I'm saying it out loud, the first thing I would say back is, guys, I know this sounds utterly bat-ass insane, but maybe this is what's going on, or I've heard that perhaps this is what's going on. Because on face value, this is nuts! And I get the argument back is, well, you know, this is the NFL and nothing's guaranteed money, right? So why not just have a... A structure of one-year deals after one-year deals after one-year deal after one-year deal. And, and like, that's not an unreasonable question. But the answer is pretty simple. You don't get the same in guarantees. Even the guaranteed money isn't as good. You can say in the, the, um, in, in the first franchise year, you would get the average of the top five, presumably... If you're signing a long-term deal, you're getting paid top two. I, I don't know if you'll replicate the annual money of Patrick Mahomes, although you might. The only thing I could fathom, and, and I was so befuddled by this that I went to Twitter. I was like, well, what am I missing here? And I got back responses along the lines of like, well, maybe the Ravens, or maybe he's demanding Patrick Mahomes money and the Ravens just won't do it. Maybe. But at some point, I would think that would become public. Like, I would think if that's what's going on, Ian Rappaport would say that. If, if it was something that made the Ravens look better, if the Ravens said, look, we offered an extraordinary amount of money to Lamar Jackson, he turned it down, I would think someone would leak that. If they're offering something offensive, if they're, what their offer is is like, well, we'll pay you, you know, $25 million a year, but we're not paying you like a top five quarterback in the NFL, then if that was the case, you would think that someone on the other side would want that out there. And again, it's a little bit different because Lamar Jackson doesn't have a traditional agent, and that's normally the person who would do the, the work of leaking something like that out to the media. Whatever would make your side look better you would want that information out there. If it was the Ravens offering an extraordinary amount of money, doing everything in their power to sign Lamar Jackson, and Lamar just doesn't want to do it, then you would think they would want that out there. I'm so confused. I'm, I'm befuddled by this just being thrown out there like it was legitimate. Like, there's a real chance this could happen. This isn't some dork on the internet saying something. This is one of the problems that we have in, in reality now is that we think um, uh, uh, a big, big butts 34 on Twitter is the same person as Ian Rappaport. Like, we just think that people, ev because people on the internet make things up, then Ian Rappaport just make them, might make things up. And I get it. I'm not saying Ian Rappaport's been correct about everything he's had, but he's not just pulling things out of thin air. He's not going on Twitter and, and trolling and saying, 
Uh, Hollywood Brown's going to retire to play video games the rest of his life. He's a legitimate NFL reporter. And in fact, works for the league. It's confusing. It's perplexing. It is so bizarre. And you have heard these like rumblings that there was something bubbling under the scene with the Ravens this offseason. And yet Lamar Jackson's never come off as anything other than sort of very happy and pleasant and there's no no Kyler Murray-like response. There's been no, you know, cryptic tweets and he's not the one that pulled all the Raven stuff down from his Twitter and Instagram. It, every layer of this is so effing weird. And it comes a day after the Josina Anders thing, thing where she was like, well, he's just waiting for Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford. I'm like, what? The old guys? That's what he's waiting? Like, I'm, I'm befuddled. I have never been more confused about a situation. Do you, do you honestly think it may just be, well, one, obviously, no one knows about what's going on, and two, they're just trying to say stuff. Like, you know how these... But, again, we, Ian Rappaport is smart enough to know nobody does this. This is not something yeah. anyone ever does willingly. Kirk Cousins did it because he had to. He wanted to get a long-term deal done. Washington didn't want to do that because he was Kirk Cousins. This is not something that, that anybody just does because they think it's better. It's never happened. So to just say it, something that shocking, that stinging, and not back it up with, yeah. I, I know this is unprecedented. I, here's why I'm saying it's possible, is equally befuddling and i get it ian Rappaport. i don't know how much time he had i wasn't watching the coverage of the combine he might have been told you've got three minutes to deliver whatever it is that you want to deliver and then we got to go back to the booth but that is a a hell of a thing to just lay out there in static you're just laying it out there well you never know this might be what he's doing why why what what reason would there be to not want a long-term deal, to not try to cash in. And as many people have pointed out, who knows health-wise where you are. And again, I get it. If health is the problem, you're not going to get the entirety of the length of a long-term deal either, but you'll get more. You'll get more guaranteed money agreeing to a long-term deal than you would doing this should something awful happen and you get hurt and your career be sidelined. I can't fathom a benefit of going this route. And I'm perplexed, and I'm confused, and it's really weird. And maybe it's just Ian Rappaport throwing something out there to throw something out there. I don't know. It's not something that Ian Rappaport typically would do unless he's taken on some new role that he I wasn't informed about. Every level of this is effing weird, man. I want to get some perspective. We're going to reach out, uh, as I said, to a couple former agents, try to figure out why. Why would we be in this position? Um, we've gone the route. We talked to some former GMs. We talked to some other people. We're going to try to talk to some agents and see if they can't shed some light as to why this would make sense if it would. We come back in. Baltimore's own Tony Agnone is going to join us. He'll be first up that we'll try to get some information from about this. It's, it's so 
strange, this situation the Ravens are in with Lamar Jackson. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The St. Patrick's menu is available right now, and it includes the smoky thigh wings with the Guinness grilling sauce. Sounds so good. It's a house-made Guinness barbecue sauce. Plus, they've got the fan favorites like the corned beef and cabbage, the shepherd's pie with Guinness braised ground beef, the Glory Days Reuben, and the Rachel. GloryDaysGrill.com. Get your order in right now. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambling help.org that first sip that first bite mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world real fresh real fast royal farms the newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right. Back in here on GCR. It is a Friday edition of the program, and I do want to try to get some context as these layers to this Lamar Jackson conversation. Really, really confusing. So today I thought we'd go the route of talking with uh, veteran agents. And our first guest today is someone who, of course, locally everybody knows he is uh, one of our own in Baltimore, and he has represented some of the biggest clients in the history of the game. 
He is Mr. Tony Agnon, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Tony, it's Glenn and Jordan. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. No, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Tony. everything is going well up there in Baltimore. Everything is going well. Are you out in Indianapolis right now? I am. I am. What? I'm at the Combine. I'll be here till tomorrow. How many Combines have you been to in your career, sir? Well, it's funny that you asked that because last night they were trying to figure out if I'm the longest. 40. <laughs> 40, the first combine, 40. People, well, people don't even know the first combine for Blesto was in Baltimore. No, I had no it idea. Way back when. And uh, then after that, they moved it uh, around and it went to uh, Dallas, Texas. And it uh, looks like that's where we'll end up now. That's what I was but, about uh, to ask. What, what do you make of the, the conversation about the future of the combine? Well, I'm hoping they keep it in Indianapolis. Okay. It's not like, I like the cold weather, but. It's so convenient, and uh, you can get to everybody. There are all the hotels around. All the teams stay at different hotels. You can meet with somebody without anybody knowing you're meeting, and that's really the most important part of this for me, although we want to see these guys perform. But, uh, you know, it's really become more of an entertainment thing and and, uh, a league way to make revenue, you know, with, with the running and I think we should go back to what we talked about a few years ago, and that is is that uh, they pay the players mm. for running first, second, third, fourth, fifth, down to tenth. Mm. You see these guys are putting forward a great effort. With a little bit of money on the line, you'll even see a bigger effort. So, And maybe some I other guys. Yeah, it's a good point. Some guys that aren't inclined to work out would be a little more inclined to work out. They and... would be much more, I think, inclined to work out. This is actually, they think, my 40th. 40th. Wow, that's so, amazing. What a career. That's a that's a long, long time. No doubt Which about means, it. Means either I'm crazy or you know I just kind of lost my mind totally. Well, you've had a little bit of success in there, Tony, so I can understand why you'd want to <laughs> stick around. You've had some good ones over the years. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm very, very happy. You know, in fact, I saw Sean O'Hara uh, yep. yesterday that I represent. He's going to do the broadcast for the offensive lineman. That's cool. I was giving him a hard time about the fact that you know. I wasn't sure he was giving some of these guys their due. He laughed. <laughs> That's tremendous. Tony Agnone yeah. with us here on GCR. So, Tony, we were just talking before the break um, about the situation the Ravens find themselves in with Lamar Jackson. And I want to make it very clear. Obviously, you do not represent Lamar Jackson. No one does, in fact. No. no. Um, let me start with that. From an agent's perspective, what do you make of a player trying to do this without an agent I, I, I assume that most agents would say, well, you know, we think we're pretty valuable, so we would probably think that you should work with one of us. But are there real dangers that can come along to trying to do something like this without having representation? Well, my feeling is always the same thing. Obviously, he doesn't trust anybody or he doesn't trust, you know, an agent, and that's fine. You know, that that happens to a certain degree. My problem with it is is that there are so many intricacies today. You know, for example, one time a guaranteed contract when I did call Mecklenburg, you know, it was fully guaranteed. It made no difference. Now it has to be guaranteed for injury skill and cap. And you have to make sure that you have that in there. These are the little nuances that we have. We have all kinds of little little areas that we, we look at and everything else. And, you know, I think a player has a hard enough time concentrating on his craft period so no less try to take this on and he listen he's going to get a lot of money and everything else like that and you know to do it the right way to make sure he's protected 
and everything else like that. Like, for example, the team has an insurable interest. He has an insurable interest as well. That might be something that they want to talk about. Mm. You know, who's going to, who's going to get the, the, the insurance policy? How much is it going to be? Are they going to share, you know, are they going to share it versus the guarantee or not? So there's a lot of things to go for there. And, you know, the other problem is, is when to do the deal. You know, he was MVP in 2019, and like everything else, he reminds me so much of Steve Young. Hmm. You know, a running quarterback that develops into a really good passer and ends up being a great quarterback. You know, guys in the Hall of Fame. This guy could be the same way, but you have to work on that part of your game, and you have to work with the team in terms of the evolution of, you know, because eventually, one thing I've learned from here. There are a lot of fast guys out here now. Sure, sure. And, and, and uh, you know, having worked with Todd Bowles all those years, if you run, he's going to make you pay for it. <laughs> you know, so I, I think that that's one of the areas you want to be concerned with is as he grows and matures into that, that outstanding quarterback that he is, he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to probably change his game a little bit each year as we move through the process. Tony, is there... So all those things are conversations. All those things are important, I think. And all those things are, you know, and that's not even talking about the basics of the contract. So right. I think it's going to be extremely, you know, I think it's extremely difficult to do that on my own, but I'm not presumptuous enough to say to somebody, hey, you need representation or you need to do this or you need to do that. That's up to him and his family. But uh, if I was him, I would have an advisor and I'd have them put all the, if he doesn't want them to go in, at least put all the, the things together for him so he, he knows what he's doing and how he's doing it. Is there any reason for him to not do a deal? I bring this up because we've been talking about this report from Ian Rappaport yesterday on the NFL Network that suggested there could be a possibility that he just he plays this out for a fifth year and plays the two franchise tag years and then draws it out to get the true free agency and then tries to cash in after seven years in the NFL. Is there any... We've never seen someone choose to do that in the history of football at, at the quarterback position. Like It's happened with Kirk Cousins, but he didn't want it to be that way. It was just what Washington forced him to do. Is there any reason why a player would choose to do something like that? Is there any possible benefit to dragging this out seven years into your career without doing a long-term deal? Um, I don't, you know, I don't see it. I, you know, I mean, he'd have to tell me why. I don't really see that as a great avenue. My thing at that point would be, hey, um, let's get a short-term deal done. Right. Put that money in the bank. And then if you want to take a run at it, go for it. I mean, what would be the difference between taking a three-year deal and doing that Maybe it's a little less money, but not much. And at that point, you know, you bank that money minus the taxes and say, okay, now the next time, okay, now we'll figure it out. This way he gets into free agency, he gets an opportunity. They get to buy a couple years of free agency, which they'd have to do with the franchise tag. And you can probably make a pretty, pretty, pretty fair deal all the way around. I mean, that's... this way he has the money and he has it in his pocket and he's good to go. That's what I would would that would be some of my strategy, and obviously, you know, you you've gleaned that out, and and you know, it's not like it's not like we're doing rocket science here. But right. again, it's up to the player, you know, and the player really dictates 
what happens and how you know how it comes into play. I, Tony, I hear I'm just struggling to come up with what an advantage would be in in the alternative scenario, right? Like it, it, I can come up with a million. I, you also want to protect yourself should something awful happen. Being in a long term deal probably gives you more guaranteed money in that situation. There's more of an injury protection, correct? Yeah, I would think so. But again, you know, maybe he has in his mind, I'll be 28 years old. And at that point, I'm still, you know, in the prime of my career, and I can set the market. Maybe that's what he wants to do. Maybe he says, hey, I think I'm worth double what it is, and I'm going to wait for Aaron Rodgers to see if he gets his 50 a year for three years, and then I'll see what happens from there. So, uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I hear, and by the way, I wanted to bring that up because that was something that Josina Anderson reported this week, that 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 right now you're waiting on Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford, let them set the market for you and then go from there. Whereas we have all worked under the idea that, well, hey, it's the younger quarterbacks. It was the Mahomes deal, the Josh Allen deal that should probably be the guiding light for a Lamar Jackson contract. What do you make of the idea that, no, it doesn't matter how old they are. It's it's sheerly the annual value of the contract that it is that you're looking for whenever you do your deal if you're Lamar Jackson. Well, my feeling is I'm more of a Brady guy than I am that kind of thing. I'm looking for championships because, you know, but I want to make sure you're comfortable. Okay, so how do we make you most comfortable? How do we put you in the best possible situation with the best players around you and still get you paid? So my thing is, is, hey, look, I don't really care what, what, what they do. You know, what, he's at the end of his career. Lamar will have two or three more opportunities to get back at the table if he wants to. Or he takes this one big bite, which is what seems to be, you know, what people are saying, that he might play it out in the two friends. Well, then that's one big bite at the apple. By then, we'll see what the cap it looks like in the whole right. The cap is obviously going to go up significantly. We're at an artificially low level right now. And you can see all these teams are struggling to get under the cap. You know, and I think... I'm a little worried that free agency may be not what everybody expects hmm. because of that. It's just going to be a down year because of, of, of the situation yeah. coming out of the pandemic and, and the cap not rising the way that we expected maybe it would have otherwise. Although although that, that changes with the media contracts, correct? Like that we, we, we go from a down year to what it's expected to be a pretty significant jump in the coming years, right? It's, oh, I would think so. As long as we have legalized gambling. And as long as we, they kick up that gambling money and, you know, you see DirecTV is now in a real fight, whether it be streamed on Sunday ticket, we have all kinds of ways which the revenue is. Believe me, I, I'm not feeling bad for any of these owners. Sure, of course. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're doing quite fine. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in good shape. And the fact that they're getting another year, another, in my mind, another bite in a lower cap area where we should be in a higher cap area Hey, credit to them for negotiating better than we did. Mm. That's all. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Boy, I, I can't help but think about the context of what's going on in baseball when you mentioned that, Tony. I can't help but think about well, that context right now. Well, you know, one of the things that really bothers me about the baseball situation is that's what happens, I believe, when you set artificial deadlines and you and you don't negotiate until you get to that artificial deadline. Mm-hmm. If they had been negotiating like crazy... I'd be able to see a lot more games this year. And frankly, I don't blame the fans for being angry about it. But I think the blame, you know, of course, I'm on the labor side. But I right. think the blame falls on those owners for, for you know, what do you mean you're not going to raise a luxury tax? And what do you mean that you're paying all the money and, you know, sending it to other owners as well? 
I don't get that. I don't understand. You know, the whole purpose is if you're getting money from bigger market teams, you should be paying that out, not putting it in the bank. I don't think that works. I, I, I agree with that, and obviously it's a somewhat sore subject locally, as you could possibly imagine, <laughs> Tony, but, but you know, well, hopefully I'll, hopefully those I'll, days are changing. Hopefully, I'll, I'll say this for any O's fans. Yep. Wow, they have some prospects. They, they certainly do. They certainly do. I'll tell you what, this, this, I believe that in the next three years, this will be the golden years for Baltimore Boy, do I with hope, these teams. Boy, do I hope you're right about that, Tony. Boy, do I hope you are right about that. It would make our, there's this funny thing where everybody thinks people in our business root against the teams. I'm like, no, not in any way. Our lives are drastically better. Drastically better. <laughs> you're 100% correct. The teams are Every relevant. Which way around. Oh, my word. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm sure people want to tune in to watch you, uh, yeah. uh, to listen to you talk about them losing seven to three the night before. I'm sure that's a very popular thing. Uh, I agree with you. That uh, that doesn't make much sense. Not uh, at all. I hope that they have a nice ten or eleven game winning streak instead of a losing streak, and you get to do that that part. Tony, let me let me just sort of go back to Lamar conversation to wrap with this. Is it advantageous for the team? Like, if if Lamar really is saying. I just don't want to do this. I want to push this off, and I want to get the natural free agency whenever we can get there. It, it, it can that be beneficial for the Ravens to say, "All right, we're gonna. We now know we go all in for these three years. We sell out to try to win, and then that's that's just what it is at that point. You know, if if he moves on, he moves on. Life goes on. We try to find another quarterback, but we know we've got a three year window here to try to sell out. Obviously, it's going to be at a higher figure cap-wise, and so that could hurt them in the franchise years. Like, what, what does that do to the team if that's really the route Lamar goes? Well, actually, that's like you said, that's helpful. At that point, you say, okay, I'm pushing all the chips into the middle of the table. Let me go find out the best defensive players I can find and, you know, and, or give him some more weapons or pick up an offensive lineman here or there. And now, all of a sudden, you can afford those guys. And that works. And I believe their strategy, and again, I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to have lunch with them, but I don't really know for sure what they're thinking in terms of that. Right. But you got to figure that that's, you're, you're 100% correct. If that's what they've been told, hey, you know what, Lamar, go for it. And, you know, we'll, you know, we'll change from here in terms of what we do. I, it's interesting. It's very, it's perplexing. I got to be honest, Tony. Everything about this is perplexing. Like I just got to think to my, why is this not done already? But um, well, I'm, I'm, my feelings are hurt a little bit because I believe, I believe in the player, and he's done a great job. I mean, he's played extremely well for the franchise, and I, he should be rewarded. And you want to make sure that he gets his money. I don't really, you know, I have no rooting interest in terms right. of that. But I really would like to see him get get money and, and put that money away because he's, he's a good kid and, you know, he works he works extremely hard and he's put up with a lot of injuries and stuff like that. And, you know, you want to make sure that happens. But, hey, everybody, the great thing about life is you know how it is. <laughs> you get to you get to make your own your own path. No and question. If that's what he decided, okay, good luck in terms of that. But I hope he gets a lot of professional help you know, in terms of, of this contract because I don't want to see him, you know, taken on the chin. Tony, is there anything we can plug for you, sir? No, I'm not. No, no, just, uh, just, 
hopefully the weather's good when I come back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's actually okay right now, honestly. Like this is, you know, what this is. I, I've talked about this before. This is that foolish weekend where we're all convinced it's spring now, so we're gonna go get our cars washed, and then next week it's gonna be twenty degrees again. Like it's just the way that it goes around well, here. You know it well. The standard joke here in Indianapolis is we had a seventy degree day here. We have never. In all these years I've been coming here, usually we have snow and ice. But being a week later, they had snow and ice here last week. It's actually about 50 degrees here. No one can believe it. And everybody thinks that uh, because they're making the bids in April between uh, Indianapolis, Dallas, and L.A., that Indianapolis is putting their best weather on. Right, just to try to make it <laughs> seem, hey, yeah, right, you want to stick around here, no doubt, no doubt. Tony <laughs> so Agnum, that's pretty good. it's tremendous to catch up with you, sir. Thank you for taking a couple of My minutes pleasure. for us this morning. We no really appreciate problem, it. No problem, enjoy the show. Tony Agnum checking in with us here on GCR, sharing some thoughts in relation to what it is the Ravens are going through with Lamar Jackson. I, I just cannot fathom a benefit. I can't understand why any player would choose to go this route. I can't. I, I don't get it. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is that I'm missing. I don't know. All right, uh, wh- wh- who's first this week? Uh, is Young Utes first, or is um, uh, did this really happen first this week? I don't remember. You guys remember? I think, I think I'm up first. You think you're up? All yeah. right, we'll go there first. <laughs> Oh, oh, it was going right for a minute. Uh, Young Utes brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. What are the young Utes talking about, Jordan? First one is about Jack Harlow. Ah, he's going to be in White Man Can't Jump. That, that I way, saw yeah, that. that. So yeah, it's Go ahead. In, you can keep going. Yeah, so he's going to be starring in White You're, Man you got Can't a, Jump. You got a Jack Harlow thing? <laughs> Cass, oh, he's Cass so is getting, attractive. Okay. He's really good at basketball. Is he? He's really good at basketball. He's really attractive. But, but, so, a lot uh, happening here. Nobody's mentioned anything yeah, about his yeah. music, so, by the so way. He's I gonna, love his music. Okay, he's right. he's going to be in, a, in the reboot, uh, and it will be his acting debut. Uh, so he is he playing the Woody Harrelson character? Is that like is is it a straight reboot of he, White Man Can't Jump? Do, do, do. I'm reading, reading. Yeah, he'll fill the role of Woody Harrelson, pioneered in the 1992 original. I'm, there's no chance either of you have ever seen White Man Can't Jump. Obviously, no. there's no chance. Of that. And by the way, that it's, actually it's, doesn't it's, bother me a great deal. It's, it's on my list of things I want to watch. It's fine to good, right? Like it's not. I don't think it's classic. I don't really think it needs to have a a reboot made in any way but if jack harlow loves basketball and, and he's good you know fine you know like it, it, i have no problem with that whatsoever i don't know a lot about jack harlow like i i know the young the young women appear to be a fans of his i've i've heard his music it's it's fine you know like i'm not it's not for me but that's fine a lot of things aren't for me um he's I, uh he made the song tyler hero yeah. oh that's right he did he's, yeah. he's they're like best friends I mean, that's cool. I, I, I don't know. I don't have... There's nothing about Jack Harlow that has made me dislike him in any way. Plus, wasn't he the one that got Lou Williams in trouble at the strip club that night? 
wasn't it I, because I, maybe that he took it? Lou Williams went to the strip club to get his wings at Magic City in Atlanta, which is a hundred percent true. That's the reason why he was there was to get wings because that's apparently where you go in Atlanta to get wings. Is a strip club called Magic City. And while he was there, Jack Harlow was throwing a birthday party, and Jack Harlow wanted a picture with him. And that's the picture that got Lou Williams in trouble when he went back to the bubble because Lou Williams was gone for – he was in Atlanta for a funeral, wanted wings while he was there, and everybody's like, oh, I'm so sure you went to the strip club to get wings. And then everybody in Atlanta was like, no, that's exactly the reason why you go to Magic City is to get wings. It's like the thing. And literally to the point where I did not know – that Lou Williams has a, a wing flavor named after him at Magic City in Atlanta. So it made all the sense in the world that he was at Magic City to get wings. It just so happened to be that Jack Harlow was there the same night. And so Jack Harlow's like, hey, dude, come take a picture. And then he had to stay in quarantine for like an extra 10 days when he went back to the bubble because he had been out at a strip club while he was in Atlanta, which was against the rules at the time of the NBA. So huh? it's that's, that's what I've got and, on Jack Harlow. And... The uh, it's going to be the movie will be executive produced by Blake Griffin. By the way, Blake Griffin's a media guy. He was on yeah. um, what was that the the the, the two chicks on uh, County Central Broad City. He was on Broad City. It was very funny. Isn't he like weird looking? Um, Blake what do you mean Griffin? by weird looking? I, I'm trying. I, I feel like I think he's the red, is. tall redhead. Like was really good at basketball in college. He was. It was really good for the first few years yeah. in the NBA, and then kind of kind of just fell off. Was was never was never really good. At one particular yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, to continue to be dominant. Blake Griffin's uh, here. Here's what he looks like. Yeah, it is he. He's mixed, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I was like, yeah. I know who this is, yeah. but you guys said red hair, and I was like, Well, he had red it? hair at one point. Yeah. He yeah. legitimately had red hair. Yeah. That was a thing. I um, thought you meant that he was a ginger. No, he wasn't a ginger. Okay, that's no, what I thought sorry, <laughs> sorry. I did not mean that he was a ginger by the stretch of the imagination. Although he's very light skinned. Like, there's no question that he's mm-hmm. a, a the. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This doesn't. It's it's not for me, but it doesn't bother me either. Like, sure, let's let's do this. Why not? Jack Harlow and White Man Can't Jump. What's next? Next, next. That's a point, by the way. Because huh. the kids care about Jack Harlow. Thank you. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, easy, easy. <laughs> for oh. Jesus, Cass. My settle down. My Wi-Fi. It's so it's out. so oh, funny. Cass is all over the place. She's in love with Tommy Lee and Jack Harlow, and there was somebody else and that Tom you were. Holland. And yeah, Mark Tom, Wahlberg. But there was also somebody else that you were like salivating over recently. Eh, I thought it was Tom Holland. Yeah, well, you were definitely, there's no doubt that you were doing it with Tom Holland. Uh, there's no joke. <laughs> All right, number two. <laughs> number two is Tinder Swindler, Shimon Hayut. Pays, I, hate, I hate this guy. Pay, I hate him. He paid a scam artist over $6,000 just to get verified on Instagram. But did he get verified? Yes. See, this is a bigger problem. Because I thought the social media sites were all in agreement that this guy couldn't be on their sites. Remember, all the dating apps kicked him off. So if you haven't seen Tinder Swindler yet, you, it, it's it's compelling. It's fascinating. But you will hate this MFer. Like, you will hate him. <laughs> and the deal was all the dating like apps got together and they were like, yeah, we're not going to let him be on our apps any longer. And I thought that like the social media companies would follow and say like yeah we're not going to let him continue to to use anything in order to perpetrate his scams if and it worked he got oh no 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 so he he his him and his camp Uh uh-huh they uh they it was on meta so facebook okay whatever you want to call it and 
It was a girl he was talking... So the full story is a girl he was talking to claimed her boyfriend worked for Meta. Uh, and Wait, wait. So the story is that the Tinder swindler got swindled. Yes. Oh, that's a wonderful story. You yes. see, I completely yes. changed my yeah. here. He, that's a wonderful story. Yeah, he got swindled out of $6,664. Oh, it's only a shame but, it wasn't a lot more than that. I wish yeah. it had been $6 million. Yeah. Jesus. And so Hayut agreed to speak with the woman's boyfriend on FaceTime. Uh, and then... He said that the man in question appeared to be busy in an office, so he bought it. Uh, and then the man said the only way Hayut could be verified is if he paid $6,664 in two separate payments via PayPal to him and his girlfriend. So then, I like, mean, like every. If a rent. scam artist falls for that, they can't be that great of a scam artist. That's why it's. Just, yeah. Like he, he fell for it and he coughed up the money and. Then Meta reached back out to him and reasonably so said, dude, we don't charge to be verified. You right. have to be someone to be verified. Right. Well, hopefully they never verified. I, this is the problem that I have. I, somebody brought this up to me because I hate this guy, but yet I love. Neither one of you, of course, have seen the great. The, there is a singular answer to what the greatest motion picture of all time is. And I would put this. I, I need you to watch something about Mary, but more importantly, you must watch Catch Me If You Can. It's the greatest motion picture that's ever been made. I've seen it. Good. Good for you. Good for you, Cass. I love Frank Abagnale, who really was the Tinder swindler, right? Like, he really was a scam artist before the internet ever existed. And yet, I hate this guy. And I think it's because that guy was scamming companies and this guy was scamming people. And so, it's... It feels more like a victimless crime from a guy that was scamming companies. Feels like Robin Hood. Kinda a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. Whereas this guy was scamming actual individuals, and so that makes him feel like complete human scum because of it. And I think that's the reason that I've separated the two things. I, you should not be able to get fame and notoriety out of scamming human beings. That sh- that should not be okay. John also said apparently he's doing cameos now. Yeah, that's how is that all right? Yeah, how is cameo allowing why that? Are, why are people supporting? Because this? we are. This is the problem we have, and I've talked about this a great deal. We are obsessed with the idea of fame. That it doesn't matter if you're good at anything. It doesn't matter how you got famous. It's just that you're famous. It's the it's the reason why that Marlins man guy who's not done anything. He just shows up at games wearing a jersey, and he became famous. People wanted to take pictures with him. I met him. He, of course you did. And I of took a course photo you, with him. Of course you did. Tell me why it is that you should have been excited to meet Marlon's man. Fame. That's what it. You're, you're the breeze. You're the problem. You I are. Know who that is. He's just this guy that goes to all these events wearing a Marlon's jersey, and like he became internet famous as Marlon's man. I met him at the Futures game in D.C. He was a cool dude. I'm sure he was. He doesn't deserve this. He's not done anything. I, I, I agree. I met I him agree. at Preakness once, but I sure as hell didn't you take can't a... can't say you agree. I, I you promise. the picture. Yeah, you did. For, for the... No, for, for the cachet. That's what yeah, it is. You yeah. want the cachet. You want to live in this internet bubble where good and evil don't matter. It's just are you famous or not. And it's how all of society is today. Old man shouts at clouds. I am 100%, and I will die on this hill. We have lost any ability to separate whether or not someone is worthy of the attention that they get because we make uh, Instagram models uh, uh, role models. Like, we have completely lost our way. No offense. I'm not saying don't be an Instagram model. Go have whatever success you can have. This isn't me knocking them. I don't hate Marlins, man. By all means, if you can get 
it, it's not his fault that people are stupid. He's taking advantage of it. It's the same way I don't make fun of Skip Bayless. It's not his fault that there are dopes that watch this crap. But it's on us as a society. We have failed miserably by allowing these to become the people to get the attention and become famous. Because this guy is crap. The Tinder swindler should definitely be in jail 100%. still. But beyond that, should be forced to work at McDonald's. Like, he should be able to succeed in no ways because he has not benefited society even remotely. We should not allow him to be on Cameo. Cameo should step in and say, nah, dude. I, I get it. We got a lot of people on here that, like, aren't really famous. They're just people on the Internet. But, like, they're not people that scammed millions of dollars away from human beings we're gonna cut the line you're not allowed on here sorry you want to know someone you should be supporting have you ever no. seen big time rush glenn i have never mm, seen big time, time rush. rush i'm familiar yeah. with Gu- it. gustavo rock the actor yes. i forget i forget the actor is this story name. three no 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 oh, okay. this is just a little oh, tip right, and story three short okay. but gustavo rock is charging forty dollars if you paypal him and in return, he will send you a signed photo of him, personalized for you for the month of March. Aww, cool. Nice guy. Nice guy. Go okay. Don't don't support. I mean, him. yeah. Don't. If if that's what you're into, I don't. The the youths care about Gustavo. Yeah. I'm what? Okay, how do the how do the youths feel about the Tinder swindler? I feel like people like honestly don't care as much, but like I. I don't know. I don't really care, except like I just hate the dude already. Yeah, like, f I, him. The fact that he's even getting famous off of it. F him. Like if I see forever. Pete Davidson, I, I want a picture. Sorry. Yes, because he's good at something. Right, right, right. But like what I'm saying is like Tom Holland. Like those people. Yes. Oh, oh wait. They deserve like, their fame. If I see Logan Paul walking down the street, you bet my ass I'm just walking by. I'm f not, that guy. I'm yeah. not even f gonna pay him any attention. Like I'm literally gonna be like, have a, a skill. Joke. Be good at a, something. A guy who does have a skill. Yeah. Is Robert. Pattinson. He does have a skill. He's the Batman. And yes. And he came He's out Edward. and he came out and he said he was shocked that he wasn't mocked more over the fact that he was cast as Batman. He was mocked pretty roundly for it though. Like that, I can't That's what I thought. Like oh, that's the number for the next guest that we need to call here in a second. Perfect. But yeah, no, I he he was just saying or the he Batman the Batman director was just saying how it's like, oh yeah. I, I watched how he moved on stage and I was captivated by it and mm-hmm. thought he'd be a good fit for the role and this and that. I haven't seen it. I uh, some I think Paul from Ovi Lando messaged me and said he saw it and enjoyed it. I, I wanna see it. Look it looks good. I haven't I... He took it really seriously because there was a Harry Potter reunion and he didn't want to come to it because obviously he played Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. And so he didn't come because he said he didn't want to get out of character. He wanted to really focus on being Batman. So he didn't even go to the reunion. And it was like an hour long, like really good show. Like I, I, watch I can certainly understand why other people would sort of be like, I don't I don't need this right now. Like, I just don't. I don't need this right now. Um, I have never seen any. I, that's not true. I my my wife made me go with her to see one of the uh, the vampire movies, and it was the last one I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I hated it so much that I attempted to fall asleep just to get through it. Yeah, go ahead and call him. And I couldn't. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't fall asleep, and I wanted to oh die. They're actually like horrible. They but are. Like, they're, they're a part of like wretched. But they're like. It's weird. It's like nostalgic for like us because my sister read all the books and that's all I remember as a kid is like my sister reading them and I thought she was so cool. So I was like, oh my God, I love it. And okay. we watch it together. But then, and I was like, oh my God, I love watching it with her. But like now watching it, I'm like, 
this is horrible. The actually the Batman has eighty five percent from uh, critics on Rotten Tomatoes and ninety ninety three percent from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Good for so, them. I look. I'll see it. It's not like I won't see it. I'm just not. It's just a DVD rental, maybe. I don't know if I'll go to theater. Is that still a thing? Are there still DVD rentals? Okay, <laughs> Does well, that still yeah. exist? I just say that is in like a streaming. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's when it'll end up on HBO Max. It's going to be on HBO Max in a few months, and that's probably when I'm. I don't think I'm gonna. And I could be wrong about it. It could be that my wife and I like look at each other and say, "No, we got nothing else to do. We'll go see the Batman, right?" Like maybe, but I doubt it. Or I think. Go watch Uncharted. I watch that. And Tom Holland looks. Oh, you love you love Tom Holland. And God, Mark you Wahlberg, love Tom Holland. The fact that they were both together in that movie was like uh, cinematic e- history. Easy over there. Easy. Might have, to, so might have to hose Cass off in a second. <laughs> so cute. All right, that's Young Utes. You giving him a thumbs up for Young Utes today? Yeah, you did good. All right, good job. Good job. That's what the young people are talking about. Into hour number two of the program. Let's continue to try to get some perspective about this Lamar Jackson situation. Joining us now, uh, former NFL agent, the man who worked in the media for a while as well. It's a pleasure to welcome back into the program Mark Lillibridge, who's with us on GCR. Mark, it's uh, Glenn back in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hey, man. It's always good to talk to you, Glenn. I appreciate it. And uh, congratulations. The show keeps rocking. Thank you, man. you I, man. It's very kind of you to say that. And you've been, you've been great to us over the years. And uh, honestly, I, how many years has it been now since you've actually had clients, Mark? Well, I, I sold my agency in 2015, actually, and um, to actually a Baltimore-based uh, uh, you know, group. And, you know, Players Inc. And, and they've done, a, you know, Dan Saffron's president. He's done a phenomenal yeah. job, you know, with that group and a lot of a lot of Ravens yep. players on that. And so spent a lot of time in Baltimore and, and you know, still love the game, but I'm you know, still involved in it. Actually, at the Combine as we speak, uh, watching some of these players. Very cool. The next couple of days and, uh, you know, we're getting to the defensive players are starting here. And that's uh, that's my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I'll talk quarterbacks, but. You know, I like the guys that hit him, too. I hear it. Well, I, kn- I know that's in your background. I certainly understand that, Mark. I get it. Uh, we, we need you to try to help us make sense of something, though, right? Like, we are really struggling with this. There's a part of me that really can't fathom what it is that, that anybody's waiting for in terms of Lamar Jackson getting a deal done. But uniquely, Ian Rappaport comes out yesterday and says, look, there's a possibility like that this could just end up going. He plays the fifth-year option. He plays two franchise tags, and he heads to free agency afterwards. And... I, I could see maybe a way in that, like you would look at that as as perhaps beneficial to the team. I don't think there's any reason to think they don't want him to be around long term. But at least if they know that's the case, they can plan around it. I can't fathom a reason why that would be a thought process for a player and whoever is in his camp. As we know, Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. Is there anything I'm missing that would make it make sense for a player? to want to go the route of not signing a long-term deal and dragging it out to free agency seven years into your career? I don't see it. And, I again, I, I put this out there after Huntley had some success, and, and I, I put a, a tweet out, and I got hammered, hammered by the Raven fans. Okay, And, again, that's, and that's fine, I mean, but that's why you're fans, right? And maybe because you don't understand the, the behind-the-scenes things that's taking place. I, and, I, and my tweet was, in the essence of it, was, that I think this is why Lamar needs an agent or someone to protect him because with Huntley's success, and it's not Lamar's success, right? He's MVP and he is, he's done a lot of things in this league um, that are very, very, you know, at a high uh, end, but the the Ravens can win with or without him. I'm not saying that they, they're not a better team without, without him. I mean, they're, they are clearly a better team with him, but they've proven that they don't have to maybe pay him that high level dollar that he wants right now because 
they could win without him because they win with defense. They, they have a great offensive line. You can win with a good run game. And so my point wasn't that he doesn't deserve to get paid. My point was that he doesn't deserve, you know, the accolades that he gets. It's just that, just like the Washington uh, Commanders are doing right now, they're calling every team and inquiring about their quarterbacks and who they have available. If that's Patrick Mahomes, if that's Josh Allen, if that's, uh, you know, if that's uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, they're inquiring. That's your job as a front office. Eric DaCosta has learned from the best in Ozzie Newsome. They know what they're doing. And they're going to, uh, you know, look around and say, okay, well, if we don't have to pay top dollar for Lamar, we can then use that money to build at other positions and to draft well and to pay other players. That's what they're going to do. So it does not behoove Lamar to wait. And, again, you risk that injury. You risk – I mean, the Dallas Cowboys did Dak Prescott a favor. They mm-hmm. really did him a favor. And, you know, a lot of people will say that's Jerry Jones, but a lot of other people would have said Bill Belichick would have cut bait probably. And so I just think that it's just uh, in the mindset. I, I think Lamar needs uh, some representation. He needs someone to look out for his corner. I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he has a, a lawyer or somebody looking out for him. But he does need somebody to speak for him. And the other part about that is it takes the emotion out of it. Because right now it's that's that's his camp. That's his money. It's the agent works as a buffer. They can say stuff to, to Eric DaCosta that Lamar doesn't need to know, and he can tell stuff to Lamar that Eric DaCosta doesn't need to know. Right, right. So so let me let me sort of follow up on that, which is if for whatever reason, and we don't know that this is the route that Lamar is thinking about going, but if it was the the route, would the Ravens be better off saying, okay, we, we know we've got three years to work with. Let's line up and try to, to win in these three years. Or at that point, would they be better off looking to maybe try to move Lamar Jackson and see if there is a team out there that's willing to give you, you know, this king's ransom because they are in, in quarterback hell and, and try to rebuild that way as you go about drafting your next quarterback? I would think you would have to always look to move him if that's the case. Because realistically, then what you're doing is you're saying he's going to play on three one-year deals. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get top dollar for those, right? Because you're not going to – the hard part for that with the Ravens is is those are, are against the cap right away. Right. There's, they don't, There's they no flexibility. They out and, yeah. and have false years or have – you know, get any kind of cap savings. So that makes it difficult, you know, for Pat Moriarty and their front office to plan for that. So I think that's your – that's where you're coming at it and that's where your issue is going to be is – you know, and, and the other part about it is you can't, and I, I, I hate to use this term, but right now Lamar hasn't proven he can stay healthy right now. And, and the way his game, his game's not changing. He's become a better pass, uh, uh, pocket passer. But what wins for him is that he's so dynamic with his legs. But that also is shown in the NFL, maybe besides Steve Young, that if that doesn't last in the NFL. And, you know, I know that people compare him to Mike Vick, compare him to, you know, other players, but but Lamar doesn't like to slide. Lamar wants to compete for every ounce and every yard he can get, which is is great for him, and it's a testament to him. But it's also there's some a little bit of issues with that. He, you know, so you I, see- I really just think it's it's one of those situations where if you're the front office, you know, if you're Coach Harbaugh, yeah, man, that's a tough that's a tough deal. You, you'd prefer, I think, to know. I'd rather just do a three year deal and be able to spread some of that out than than go three year right. one year deals or or look to move them and just know, hey, we're gonna have a young quarterback for the next four years, you know, we can win with them and we're just going to have to build at other places and, uh, you know, count on a run game, count on our defense and, and count on the best kicker in maybe history of football and Justin Tucker. There's no doubt about that. Mark Lillibridge is with us, uh, former NFL agent. We're chatting with him about this Lamar Jackson situation. Mark, what, what, if, if everybody went back to the table and said, all right, all right, forget everything that's happened at this point, let's start talking right now. 
what makes sense? You have a Josh Allen contract as a guiding light. Obviously, there's the Mahomes thing out there, but we mostly think that's sort of a one-of-one situation. We know there are some older quarterbacks who are probably going to do short-term insane money deals like Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford. What What is the, the guiding light? What are the guardrails, perhaps, for what a Lamar Jackson deal should look like at this point? Well, and that's what I, you know, that's the, 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 the question that I think is on everybody's mind because we don't, the other part is we don't know what the Ravens have offered. I mean, the Ravens are, are, are I'm not going to say stingy by any means. They're willing, but they're, they're going to get their fair dollar. Pat Moriarty has done a really good job over the years of understanding the cap and, and at the same point getting the value for the player and, and understanding where their value is. They're not going to overpay for a player. And so it is, you know, for me in this situation, you know, I would think it's going to be, you know, probably I would think it'd be below Josh and I would think it's probably going to definitely going to be below Patrick because, you know, at least for Patrick, he's going to always claim he's a Super Bowl champion and Josh, you know, he can't have that yet, but you are seeing, you know, them piecing it together where, uh, and he's been able to stay healthy and he's, you know, got progressively better every year where, you know, Lamar was great in 19 and then we really haven't seen that since. And so, I just think it's you got to be a little bit leery of that, and that might be part of it too, right? I mean, I think if 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 uh, Lamar doesn't feel like he's going to get the top five money, well, that's where then that franchise takes play a huge role because he is going to get that if he plays on those, right? So you know, and he's gambling on himself, and, and if he gambles on himself and wins, and he does three more or less one year deals, and he got a heck of a deal, he got great money. But the hard part for that is for me is he doesn't get any guaranteed money up front. And so, you know, that's where you're, that's the give and take is, you know, how much money are the Ravens willing to give up front? Are they willing to come close to those numbers, but yet make it up for money now? Cause that's the thing, right? If you're going to do, let's just say it, I don't know the numbers. I don't have the salary cap in front of me, but let's just say it's, it's 25 mil for a quarterback, right? That's going to be your number 28 or whatever. We'll make it 25 because it's easy for me to do back. Sure. Sure. You, you, say, you know what? You're going to say, okay, so we're going to get, you know, the, the number this year and then 25 and then 30, cause it's going to go up. So we're at 55. We'll say we're at 65 million over the next three years. Well, if you can get a contract at 55, but get 25 of that guaranteed up front in the next year or two, I would take that deal for the minus 10 in the backside to get 25 in my bank right now, invest that, and I'm going to ride that. That's my money, right? I'm not. I'm not worried about that them cutting me, or I'm not worried about them maybe not making it to that last year. So I think that that's kind of what he has to have that mindset is. Money now is money in hand, and you got to get that guaranteed dollars, and that's why it's so important on any contracts you see. You know, you can look at oh, it's a, the, the length of the contract or whatever else. It's the guaranteed dollars that are the huge number if you're a fan and you're watching it. The signing bonuses, if you can get that money right now, that's your money to invest. Are, are, is there something to be said for what would it look like if he were on the open market, though, Mark? Like, like as we say, what makes sense and what's reasonable – is there a conversation that needs to be had of okay, but but he's saying if I was on the open market, I I, I would be able to get you know and, and God knows what number like how does that factor in to these conversations where we say yeah sure we're not giving Lamar Jackson Patrick Mahomes money but is there a team that might? Well, I think there's always that right. I mean, there's always that gamble, but that's three years older Lamar. That's three years more of a of a beatdown on his body. That's three years more of. Of, I'm not saying experience. I mean, I'm not saying he can't get better, but it's also it's it's like a the best way I can use it because he's such a unique player. It's 
that's three years on another running back, you know, body as well, right? And we've seen historically running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, uh, Gordon, uh, Todd Gurley. You know, we've seen these guys get some money. Even heck, I don't care, Christian McCaffrey, where they've gotten paid, but then they haven't lived up to that contract because they've gotten hurt or they, they they've gotten beat down a little bit. And so I think that's kind of where you have to look at him when you're negotiating with him is it's kind of that same type of player. So is there somebody that might overpay? Sure. There's always going to be that one guy chasing a dream or that one GM that or coach mm-hmm. that falls in love with the player. But I think the majority of the league, how they look at him, again, that's where having an agent would help because that would be the guy that's at this combine or is at the senior bowl talking to other teams saying, Hey, what do you think, you know, Lamar could get on the open market? What do you think he could get right now? Would you guys trade for him? What is his value? You know, I have somebody talk for me saying, hey, right. you know what? We'd like to have a trade. And we'd like to look at, at, you know, we'd like to go to Washington. We'd like to go to, to Seattle. We'd like to go to some of these other places maybe that are looking for quarterbacks uh, uh, in Indianapolis. We'd love to go there. Right. But. You can't know that unless you have a talks. Uh, and he's got no one talking for him. Mark, it's so funny what you're bringing up because I talked about this morning. Like it, it, this this thing that Rappaport threw out there yesterday is so insane because again, we've never no quarterback has ever voluntarily done this, right? And and that's why it was so jarring. We know Kirk Cousins did it, but it's not because he wanted to. It's because you know Washington decided we're you're Kirk Cousins. We're not really sure about you, understandably yep. so. Um, no quarterback has ever voluntarily done this. So when it was thrown out there, it was so jarring and wasn't greeted with. With with that, it was just sort of tossed out there as like, hey, this might be a legitimate thought process. And all I could think was, the only reason I could, could even fathom this is if the Ravens were offering something that wasn't fair, right? Like if yeah. they were, if their offer was so low that that you just couldn't take it. And then I said, is this where you know having an agent hurts? Because you, I would think that if that were the case. Somebody in his camp would want that information out there so people understand, hey, here's the reason why it is that we haven't gotten a deal done because they're not really trying to get a deal done on their end. The Ravens right now are projecting all of this as being about Lamar. Like, look, we're yep. trying. We want Eric DaCosta said now twice, we're, we're trying to get a deal done, but we're going at Lamar's pace. And they're sort of putting all of this on Lamar. And I'm wondering if that's the impact of not having an agent is there's nobody to sort of – you know, a Mark Lillibridge of the world, or Lord knows, and it was Joe Flacco. We had no problem getting info from Joe Linta during those years. My word. Um, Joe was right. happy to tell us everything we could possibly sure. want to know to sort of say, hey, let's let's deflect. Let's make it clear this isn't about Lamar. Here's what's really going on so you guys are aware, and it helps shape kind of the national perspective of the conversation. That is a great point. I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I think that's that's another part of it as well. It's not only just sharing it with the media. But again, it goes back to those feelings, right? right. If, 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 if Eric DaCosta has a meeting and he sits down with Lamar and his mother and they're talking through the contracts, right? And Lamar thinks, hey, I'm worth $50 million. And they come back to him and say, we think you're worth $30 million. I don't know about you, but I know when, when my wife is looking at cars and she says, hey, I really want this uh, $30,000 vehicle. And I go, eh. I'm going to give you a fifteen thousand dollars, right? Okay, like the conversation completely changes. Her mood changes. I might not get meals for a while. It's awkward. Yeah, it's awkward. No question. Yeah, dynamic of everything. And so, because your feelings are hurt, you don't have anyone to buffer that. And so, I think that is where this could be because you're 100 percent right. The Ravens right now are shaping the narrative, and through not only locally but everywhere else, and we haven't heard from Lamar. No, nope. we haven't heard from his camp. And because he's a great dude, and in his mind, he's probably like, you know what, I'm going to keep it under wraps. This yeah, I'm not worried business. about it. Right? Yeah, it's nobody else's business. 
I got money. I'm cool. You know, God's blessed me. I'm great. And so it is, that's great by him, but in the business world and as a human, it's great. But as a business world and someone who's trying to take advantage of, of the skill set that God gave him and to maximize his, his dollar and his value, he needs someone to speak for him. And, you know, it would be awesome. I, like, I would love, and I don't know, maybe this has happened, but, you know, I would love one of these high-powered high, high you know, powered agents or somebody else to, that could get to him and just say, hey, man, you know what? Let me talk for you. Just let me, you don't have to pay me. Sure. Do nothing. Sure. Let I'll, me help you. Let me be your public. Human, right. And I think that would help. You know what? I want to put this out there. Lamar, if you need somebody, I'll do it cheap. Okay? Yep. I'm available. I'll handle it for you for cheap. Mark. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I just think it's, it's he is, he is a, a, a generational talent. No question. But I just don't know. The, and that's the other part, right? You don't, they, they can't tell him every day what they think about him. Right? Maybe they are concerned about his injury history. Maybe they are concerned about if, his if, struggles if, against so, the Blitz last year. Yeah, you know, right. right. Or, or playbook issues, or, or grasping offenses, or whatever else. That's something you have that you talk to with an agent, or that you talk to with someone else that can buffer that and say, "Hey, this is what we need you to do for him to help him, you know, grasp everything that, that Greg Roman is throwing at him and be able to understand these things." And this is the maturation process. If he does this, he's a seventy million dollar quarterback. But until then, we think he's a thirty million. And so that's just those are all those little intricacies that people don't see that are going on behind the scenes. And so they just say, "Pay him, pay him, pay him, pay him." Right. Well, you know what? They're, Pat Moriarty's not getting paid to pay, or you know, is, hasn't been there and been a Super Bowl champion multiple years because they just pay every player that they, you know, whatever the the, the media and the fans think they deserve. They got to balance. There's 53 dudes. Well, now 55 on a roster with practice squads and injuries and and get, you know, cap space and whatever else. They're trying to win a Super Bowl, and so you got to be able to figure all that out. He is Mark Lillibridge. He's done it all. He's played. He's coached. He's been an agent. He's in the media. Mike, what possibly could still be on your list at this point, Mark? Like, what could you possibly still want to do in the game of football? You know what? It was fun. I got to coach the last uh, year and a half or so college football, and I, I never thought I was going to do that. Um, you know, besides being a head coach in the NFL and maybe a, a GM in the NFL, I think I've pretty much done everything <sighs> I've wanted to. Man. I've been a blessed man. And you know what? I just turned 50 last month. So I figure I got the next 50 to you know, figure all that out. So I'll, uh, you know what? I, well, whatever the next 50 I got going, I got, I'll get some other cool stuff done. That sounds good to me, man. Uh, give Mark a follow. It's Bridges Football, correct? That's where you are That's on right. Twitter? Give him a follow yep. there. Mark, really appreciate you taking the time, man. Great insight. We'd love to do this again down the road. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, man. Hey, man, God bless. and God bless the Ravens, man. I really, this one always was kind of my pseudo teams, man. When I was scouting, I always had that team. and. You know, I tried to trade for Bart Scott at one point. We were in Green Bay, his uh, undrafted rookie season. You know, we were looking for a linebacker, and I thought we had the deal done. But Ozzy, Ozzy wouldn't do it, and he was smart. Yeah, we're gl- glad we hung on to him for a little while. Of course, yeah, you guys, it was nice. But that's just they. I've always appreciated that front office. You know, George Kokinas and Joe Ortiz, and they've continued to produce guys that went on other places. And uh, it's really been really cool to watch. Um, you know, my boy Scotty Cohen's over there. I've always been a kind of a Ravens while they built cool. it. They've done a great job. We we, we acknowledge we we've been look we we get frustrated about things and you know we 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 are this is the nature of being fans this is the way it works but we also acknowledge we've been pretty blessed with uh, how things have gone in Baltimore for the last couple of decades we've been pretty lucky from a football perspective of how well, good life has been. The cool thing about this is you're going to have Ozzie Newsome go into the Hall of Fame as a, as a GM as well. I, I don't. I mean, I, right? If I think it, it, they don't, so they don't do that, Mark. But he could. You know, like I mean, they, they could have, right? Yeah, hundred percent. 
he's already a player and now doing it as a, as it's a insane. GM. It's insane. You know, they should some kind of acknowledgement because that guy was phenomenal. And uh, they continue to be, you know, at the top echelon every year. And that's great. And, and Eric's just taking that, that baton and, and continues. So no it's doubt. Awesome to watch. Mark, great to chat with you, man. Thank you for doing this. You bet. God bless, guys. Bye. Mark Lillibridge, former NFL agent. <laughs> Cass is so excited for Jordan's producing. I do like this teamwork thing, though. I do like this. Cass is very much a team player. I guess it's because she's an athlete and like she's on teams. But like Cass, legitimately, this is not a joke. Cass will like see you share a picture of like you and your girlfriend. She's like, they look cute, and we like that. That's she's such a team player in that way, and I've always appreciated that Thank about you, Cass. having Cass around. So she's uh, you now. Oh, but now you didn't turn her microphone That's on. Okay, you're welcome. She's so happy for you. <laughs> you're doing a good job of running the board. Yeah, She's like, hey. I, w- I think my anxiety right now would like literally probably stress out if I was in it, Jordan's spot. It, yeah. it was there. Uh, it was there the first two days, but now I'm, I'm wasn't acclimated enough to write an intro. I've just learned but that positive reinforcement helps people, creates yeah. confidence. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are responding and unsurprisingly negatively to what Mark Lillibridge said about Tyler Huntley, and he and I disagree about that. I, Tyler Huntley cannot be your quarterback. That's not. That cannot be the route that you go. I, there's a separate conversation to be had, though, which is if Lamar Jackson really is saying, I'm just not going to sign a long-term deal with you, I'm not going to do it. And we don't know that that's the case. We're trying to um, we're trying to figure out, because we're parsing this thing that was thrown out there by Ian Rappaport, if that's the case, where he's just like, I'm going to get to free agency, then I do think there is a warranted debate at that point about whether or not you should be going all in for these three years or looking to recoup as much as you possibly can, knowing that you're ultimately going to lose Lamar Jackson. But that's predicated by an if. If he really has decided that that's the route that he's going, is that he just wants to become a free agent three years down the road, then I think you have to have that conversation about what you do. Now, there's no world in which I'm turning to Tyler Huntley. Not saying he couldn't get better, I think every quarterback could get better. But we saw Tyler Huntley throwing the ball downfield was a problem. And when he was forced to throw the ball downfield, it did not work. He's not ready to be an NFL quarterback in that way. Um, But that being said, I'm separating that from the conversation. If the point is about what the Ravens do, where they go, I don't know that you can let Lamar Jackson hold you hostage. It, there is certainly an argument for, even if Lamar Jackson said, I'm, I'm going to free agency, I'm not signing a deal, three years from now I'm out, right? There is, of course, the possibility that he could sign that deal with you in three years. Do, do you even want to entertain the fact that maybe the Ravens trade either Huntley or Lamar and take one of the young guys and try grooming them? What do you mean? Like, take, like let's, say they, let's say Huntley goes to the Redskins for a third-round pick. Or something Th- that's and, not happening. Then, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. Just hypotheticals, yeah. and then let's say Sam Howell falls to the fourth, well, I, fifth again, round. I got to know what's going on with Lamar. I got to know yeah. that th- this all begins. This all begins with a question: What is happening with Lamar Jackson? What is actually going on there? Are you not? St- if there's a big difference between. We don't want to pay Lamar top quarterback money. And Lamar doesn't want to sign. 
There's a there's a gap between those two things, but ultimately it comes the same way. He ain't signing for a lesser amount of money. That would be insane. You might not want to pay him that money, but he ain't signing for 30 million bucks at this point. The quarterback market's been set. You're not getting that player for that number. So if you say, hey, look, we're willing to do it, but we're doing it at this number. It ain't not happening. So now you got to start making plans around that. Is there something that could change your mind? Is he in a place where, like, look, man, I'm not offended by it. I'll come back play another year. I- I've said all along, if I'm Lamar Jackson and the Ravens say, we want you to come back and prove it, then I say, trade me. I'm not prove it. Nonsense. I was the unanimous MVP. Prove it. Have you watched the games? Prove it? Prove it? What are you talking about prove it? There's no proving it here. If you think that I haven't done enough to earn a top-level quarterback contract, then trade me. Now. But that's separate from this unknown about whether or not Lamar Jackson, we keep saying we're going to operate at his pace. Is that because he, for whatever reason, doesn't want to? I don't know. That's why it's all so bloody confusing. And I, I, I don't have someone that's going to give me an answer. Credit the Ravens. They are playing it as close to the vest as they possibly can. They want to protect themselves. And they also don't want to embarrass Lamar Jackson if the answer really is they don't want to pay that top dollar for him. They don't want to embarrass him in the process. I don't know what to make of it, man. Twitter's going crazy. Well, everybody's mad about the the Huntley thing, and yeah. I and I don't dis I don't disagree with them, right? Yeah. Like, and that wasn't I, I didn't I didn't push back and as much about it just because it wasn't yeah it it wasn't germane to the conversation we were having. Um, I, I've made that abundantly clear. If, if you don't know how I feel about that topic, it's because you're not trying, and it goes. You know, a lot of people don't try, but I've made it abundantly clear. It's insane that we were talking about Tyler Huntley like he was a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not. Yeah. And I like Tyler Huntley. He's a good guy, and I, I have no problem with him. I think he could be one day. Could. It's it's a tough sell because yeah. it, you know, how do you get the opportunity to get that much better? Exactly, I don't know. Yeah. It, it it's possible. I'm not saying it. Nothing. Was Kevin Garnett say anything's possible? Everything is possible. Um. I'd bet against it, I guess, at this moment. I don't think he'll ever be a starting quarterback in the NFL, really. Or, or be, If he is, it's going to be by default, right? Like, he's not really someone that is a starting quarterback that you're going and winning Super Bowls with or, or contending for Super Bowls. Um, I, I go back to that's a lesser part of the conversation to me. I'm not making any decision as the Ravens based around the presence of Tyler Huntley at all. There's no thought process there. There's no... Hey, we can make decisions about Lamar Jackson. You know, like we don't have to offer him as much because it's not the end of the world. We've got Tyler Huntley. No, no. If I, for whatever reason, I'm moving on from Lamar Jackson, if he's saying I won't sign and I got to trade him, it's because I got to go get a quarterback. I have to find one, whether that's a veteran or drafting a quarterback or whatever it is that I'm doing. There's no world in which the answer is, well, I've got Tyler Huntley so I can win with that guy. No, not an effing chance. No chance. But I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And we have to acknowledge it's getting into the territory of super weird. And a couple people have already pointed out, maybe I'm overreacting to this one quip from Ian Rappaport. Like, maybe. But it's a weird quip. And and nobody wants to acknowledge how weird it is. It's so weird that a one of the top reporters in the entire stratosphere is throwing out the idea of Lamar Jackson just simply playing two franchise tag years and walking away and not 
in the context of he doesn't want to do it, but the Ravens might force him to do it. They're just throwing it out there like it's a normal thing. This is somebody something that somebody would do. It's weird. Really, really weird. Get to some more of your comments. Um, oh, I need that sheet back that has my reads on it because i got to figure out what it is I still need to do. Um, we get to some more of your comments. Also, we got to get to uh, uh, Papa Cass and did this really happen? And something that the Major League Baseball Players Association announced this morning that I think is relevant in the the public opinion sphere and, and maybe puts a bit of pressure on the owners moving forward. I want to talk about that, too. Today's show is also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football. So much fun playing Underdog Fantasy Football. Can't guarantee you're going to win, but I can guarantee you're going to enjoy the experience. It feels like betting, and you can't bet on your phone or your computer yet in the state of Maryland, but you can play Underdog Fantasy Football. Player props, parlays, things along those lines. UnderdogFantasy.com. Download the Underdog app. they got basketball and hockey contests for you right now. If we ever get baseball back, they'll have baseball contests for you then. All of that available. And we're still matching up to $100. Free money for you to play with when you make your first deposit if you use the code PRESSBOX. So go sign up right now. What have you been waiting for? Underdog Fantasy Football. UnderdogFantasy.com. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambling help.org that first sip that first bite mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Glory Days Grill's St. Patrick's menu is now in full swing, and it's their most popular seasonal menu all year. New in 2022 are their smoky thigh wings with Guinness grilling sauce, a house-made Guinness barbecue sauce. Fan favorites also include their corned beef and cabbage, the shepherd's pie with Guinness braised ground beef, the Glory Days Reuben, and the Rachel. Enjoy a pint of Guinness or Guinness Baltimore Blonde. The St. Patrick's menu is available for the whole month of March. Come in for great food, cold beer, and basketball. Find Find out more about Glory Days Grill and get your order in online at glorydaysgrill.com. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. 
The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Oh, if you missed it last night, so so here, it's back to advice. You can let that fade out. That that background, you don't have to mute for. You can bring me up and let the yeah. You can let that fade. Just let it fade. It'll go away. That's the the All way right. that the the rejoiner is constructed. That you don't gotcha. have to do anything with it. It'll just go away just on go. its own. Yeah. Gotcha. But but we're doing better. We're, we're, we're doing we're, better. We're doing better. Little jo- little Jordan in for uh, Paul again today here on GCR. Yeah, you guys are still mad about uh, uh, Tyler Huntley. I get it. Again, that's the the. I, I wish, because I think Mark Lillibridge had so many good things to say, I wish that wasn't what you guys were all grabbing towards, because I think there was a lot of relevant and good stuff in there. Unfortunately, that's that's the thing that you guys are getting all up in arms about, but it's what it is. If you missed it last night, Stan the Fan Charles, Gary Stein caught up with uh, the great Bruce Cunningham as he gets ready to retire from Fox 45. It was a wonderful conversation. You can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video. And you can find it there early in the week. Stan and Ross Grimsley caught up with MLB scout Shane Turner. That's also available in the same location. Stan doing two shows for you every week on uh, Facebook Live for uh, for you as a baseball show every Monday and, uh, and talking to a newsmaker every Thursday. just realized I don't follow Jordan on Instagram. I guess I'm a jerk. I yeah, I, I, should, I, I followed should. you, and then I never got a follow back. Well, you so just got it, pal. Congratulations! Yeah. I've just been, got your I've been stalking K- your Instagram. Cass was talking. Well, you run our other Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, I get notifications on my phone. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why is Lamont Wade? <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, it's not even my Instagram. Yeah. It's it's something else altogether. It's uh, Jordan's Jordan's Instagram. Frankly, follow at Glenn Clark Radio on Instagram. It's not me. It's the show. Yes. And Jordan's uh, uh, putting some content up there as well as on Twitter, and I've uh, appreciated that. He's been doing a good job in that department. Okay, a couple of things. One, the MLB Players Association makes an announcement this morning. They are starting a fund, $1 million, to benefit workers impacted by the lockout. So I'll read this as the the press release from the players. Players are launching a $1 million fund to help support workers affected by the lockout and cancellation of games by Major League Baseball owners. The fund will be administered by Major League Baseball Players Association and the AFL-CIO and distributed stadium workers and others who face financial hardship through no fault of their own due to the MLB franchise owner's lockout. The lockout was implemented by owners on December 2nd after spending months avoiding meaningful bargaining over issues of importance to players, including improving competition, providing fair compensation for younger players, and upholding the integrity of MLB's market-based economic system. MLB announced on Tuesday that it would postpone the start of the regular season, depriving workers who are depending on baseball games for employment. Some people will say this is merely about public relations. They might be right. It doesn't matter. They're going to win, public relations-wise, by doing something like this. This will 100% curry public favor. Now, the owners have the ability to step up and do the exact same thing. They could 100%, like some of them did during the pandemic, 
say, well, we're going to choose to pay our workers despite the fact that they're not working and try to, to, to say to get their favor back the other way. But the players got to it first. And that will 100% curry public favor and further demonize the owners in this process. That's If you're someone who's hoping that there will be something that will force the hand, you would say that's good news. Here's the bad news. So many Major League Baseball owners don't care about terrible public relations because they are generationally wealthy and being a good person is far from the top thing on their list of priorities. There, There's a tweet just under the CBA MLB. It says, the top 10 richest owners are worth a combined $35 billion and the people that this the MLBPA, MLB CBA, some of them make $46,000 a year. So it's get, getting back to they don't care. The owners aren't giving it. They don't care about just this not plan. Their, yeah, not their concern. Just, yeah. uh, so we look like the bad guys? Too bad. Yeah, exactly. Too bad. They are people that have astronomical wealth. Not all of them, but the majority of them have astronomical wealth and would say, we didn't get here by worrying about being nice or by worrying about making friends or by worrying about whether people like this or not. We got here by making shrewd business decisions. That's how we got here. And if we had to fire our entire staff at one point in order to make a better business decision, we did that. Um, we were cold. We were calculating. We did everything we needed to do in order to ha- gain ac- astronomical wealth, although in fairness, many of them just inherited that astronomical wealth at this point. Like, I don't know how many of these are really first-generation wealth owners at this point. I have to really think about um, you know, who that would be the case for. But the majority of them any longer Steve are... Steve Cohen. Is a first-generation... Yeah, he I made think, his yeah, money. That's a good point. I think you're money. right. I, I don't know. I, I know he had success yeah. business-wise. I don't know what his family situation yeah. was in order to know, you know how he got to that point, right? So it, it's a difficult conversation in order to have... Um, but we we do know there are multiple examples of 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 owners or families of owners, at which point the owner now of the team is not the person that actually created the wealth for their family; they just inherited it from someone. That's that's not that's neither here nor there. But the point being, like these aren't necessarily people who got into this position because they were out feeding the hungry or you know building houses for impoverished people in Africa or something like that. They are in the positions that they're in because they made hard decisions. Now, some of them might very well be very good people. I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I literally personally know one owner in all of baseball. One. And, and, and we had to leave his party because my wife got drunk, right? Like, I know one of them. So I can't tell you. Maybe, they're, maybe a bunch of them are, are actually really genuinely good people. And I have no doubt that the majority of them give a lot of money to charity and do a lot of good things because most wealthy people do in order to, you know, to help your tax situation at the end of the year, right? Like they make sure they give away a lot of money and so that it can't be taxed during the course of the year. So I'm sure that somebody will tell me about the wonderful things that all of these owners have done. My point being, I don't think for the most part they're all that concerned about how bad something looks public relations wise in comparison to what it is they want to accomplish business wise by keeping the players locked out. That's just my guess. But it does, this definitely reflects well on the players and continues to have more public opinion slide towards them. I, I'm not, hang on. 
from uh, Dave. Dave says, Glenn, as far as what you've been talking about this morning in relation to Ian Rappaport, is there any reason to think that the Ravens simply have decided that this is just what they're going to do and that was always the plan? I know they're not coming out and saying it, and perhaps because they don't want to embarrass Lamar, but we've always hypothesized. I love it when we talk about hypothesizing. We've always hypothesized about the idea of the Ravens being the team that drafts a quarterback, never pays them the truly big money, and just moves on. Somebody is going to do it at some point. You know, Dave, I hear you. I mean, I really do. I hear you, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. I can't fathom it. I This is, I still, I just cannot fathom it. I've said a billion times, you either have it. Tyler Huntley was the example of this. You either have a quarterback or you don't in the NFL. If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. I can't guarantee you that you're going to win a Super Bowl, but you have a chance. If you don't, you have no chance. So everybody can talk about how much quarterbacks cost and whether or not it's really worth it and how much you cap and what it limits you in other ways. But I know one thing with absolute certainty and no, not even the slimmest gray area. And that's that you are better off having a quarterback and cap troubles than having all of the cap flexibility in the world and no quarterback. There's, there's no debate between the two things. You have no chance with all that cap space and no quarterback. You might not win a Super Bowl with a quarterback and, and no cap space. It might hurt you particularly if you draft poorly. You might end up being screwed in that process, but you have zero chance with a bunch of cap space and no quarterback. So could the Ravens be the t- Could this be what they've done? I'd be su- The way you're talking about it is weird, right? To say we're trying to get a deal done, we want to get a deal done, it's odd. Could they just be posturing? Could they just be outright lying? Yes, it's possible, but it's odd they would go that route. I'm pretty sure like Washington was pretty upfront about what they were doing with Kirk Cousins. Like, look, man, this is just the way it's going to go. That's that's what that's how we're going to play it. I don't know that Washington's the franchise that I would want to replicate in any way. Sweaters be damned. I just I'd be I'm I'm going to until somebody does that, I'm going to continue to assume it's not going to happen because there is just no world in which you are better off having cap space than a quarterback. That that, that day has not come yet. And I'm going to venture a guess that will never again come. I know that once upon a time, you know, the Baltimore Ravens in 2000 won a Super Bowl despite the fact they didn't really have a quarterback. I understand there was, a, there was an era of football in which you could do that. That era is over. So that's where I am. All right, let's get to uh, did this really happen? It's time. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, yeah, Paul from Obi Lando. Yes, uh, Bucky Brooks was the person that, uh, that tossed out that theory of a team moving on from a quarterback after a rookie deal and just replaced. Yeah, it's there. There have been plenty of people that have suggested it being an idea that you could do, but this world in which I'm just hoping that I find another quarterback, I, that's going to be for somebody else, man. I'll let somebody else believe they can be the team that just finds another quarterback every five to seven years. That's always going to hit on it. And the next one is definitely going to be Lamar Jackson and not be Sam Darnold or not be Josh Rosen or not be insert name here. I'll let another team try to be that team that bats a 1,000 on quarterbacks instead of just finding one and sticking with them for as long as you possibly can until you don't think they can do it any longer. Did this really happen? 
brought to, oh by the way paul from Orlando also suggested a reboot for big look i love big paul i need you to know i love big i i probably could still do the entire oh man uh down down baby down down the roller coaster sweet sweet baby sweet sweet don't let me go shimmy shimmy co- i could probably shimmy shimmy cocoa box shimmy shimmy yeah I don't remember how the rest of it goes. I don't remember how the rest of it goes. But I used to be able to do that by memory forever. Of course, sometimes I would get it confused with the Nelly lyrics. That struggle, I struggled with that uh, a few times over the years. But I used to be able to nail it. I love Big. You'd have to do something about the whole statutory rape situation. You'd have to do... You, of course, neither of you have seen Big. I'm, not, I'm talking to an empty audience right now. There's no chance you guys have seen that film. Um, but you'd have to do something about it. It's the thing that would not fly in 2022 is the part where, spoiler alert, Tom Hanks was an overgrown child and had sex with an adult woman. They can't do that. And it's it's awkward now when you watch it. Like, you can't escape it. It's awkward. So I'm, I'd be cool with a reboot of Big, and it's, it's a wonderful film, and everything about it is sweet, and it, it works for people of all ages, except for the part where we've just sort of ignored the entire statutory rape thing that's involved because Tom Hanks was an adult as the character, but the character was actually a child. It's just a, it's an uncomfortable conversation that nobody wants to have about Big because we all just want to enjoy it as this wonderful uh, piece of of cinema that we all loved as part of our life, but it's, it's there, man. It's there. We got to deal with it at some point. If we're going to be rebooting big boy, that got dark in a, at a turn. It just, that really got things dark. Hey, w- did this really happen? <laughs> Why don't we do that now? Did this really happen is brought to you this week by the print issue of press box, which is available. You can go pick it up right now for free. Your neighborhood, Royal farm, send to the hundreds of locations around town. We find press box, read it all. Pressboxonline.com on the cover. Gary Williams as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Maryland Men's Basketball 2002 National Championship. Go pick up that print issue of Pressbox today. Cass, you're on a bit of a losing streak. I think uh, I think you've dropped three in a row since you were victorious in week one. So let's see how things go. Did this really happen? Okay. So according to NPR. Turn Cass up a little bit. Turn Turn her gain up, actually, I think. Just slightly. Just slightly. Go ahead. According to NPR.org. Okay. Okay.org. It's important to specify. Uh-huh. Um, NPR.com is a totally different yeah. thing. I would I would stay away if I were you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would too. Um, so it says zoos around the US are breaking news because they have decided to create a name a roach program. So now it's in its eleventh year. And it offers an unusual way to show your undying love. So for $15, you can name a Madagascar hissing cockroach after someone special or someone you hate. Either way, it can be an ex or it can be someone that you love. But the cool thing about this is that they live forever. So it's an undying-like gesture. And, yeah, it's for a nonprofit organization. That's what the website says. And you can read more. At NPR.org. Mm-hmm. Roaches are forever. So the idea is you name a roach after someone. And, like, you know, you're e- on Valentine's Day, you, you say to your ex, like, go F yourself. You're a roach now. Yeah, they probably made tons of money on Valentine's Day. 
like a huge what would be the and what would be the idea for giving it to somebody that you care about that's the part that i'm struggling what it's would like the you could give someone you love like chocolates but Bug that lovers. like goes away right but like if they happen those to just really love roaches if you research it those are like if you search up what's the long like what's the longest living like thing it'll come up with that exact cockroach they like live practically forever they're one of the oldest so yeah it's a good one mm-hmm. jordan I'm still. Th- I want to see your thoughts. <laughs> no, I, I'm. A, I'm. I'm. I. I'm going to write down what I think, and that way I can't change it. I can't change. No, 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 no. You don't get to see it. Right. I can't change it, but I've written it down. I'm not. I'm not making my decision based on what you think. I just want I'm, you to go first. I'm going to go with true. I 1,000% believe that this is real, and the reason I believe this is real is because I'm almost certain I read this story somewhere. I'm almost certain. That I read this story on the interwebs somewhere. Now she's playing her poker. I know yeah, she's yeah, playing her poker, yeah. where she's like, she she thinks she's trying to portray as though she got us. No, it's dot org. She got dot us. Dot orgs are N- always like factual. NPR dot org. Think about it. Dot org. Well, the reason I believe NPR has to use a dot org is because it's national public radio. It's funded by uh, mm-hmm. the government. I believe they can't use a dot com because they're not actually a business. Right. I believe that's the reason why NPR has mm-hmm. to use dot org. No, that's exactly why. You have so no idea. Like, you're just you're no, just no. saying that's things. like the website. Like, I could have sworn. I really could have sworn that I saw a story about this. It's like how you can uh, name a star after someone, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, why would yeah. you ever do that? You know, like why would that ever be a, a gift that you would give someone? Mm-hmm. This is more practical. Is you do it for someone you hate, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't want. I'm looking be, into it quite frankly. You, oh, <laughs> oh, easy over there. You don't want to be the person. It's it, you want to be more adult than to like go you know trash their their car mm-hmm. or something like that. TP their house. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be that person. But you still want to make it clear, like you, you want to do the old uh, the the CeeLo Green bit, the F you and F her yeah. too, you know the I whole thing. Yeah, that that, that whole thing. <laughs> you're trying to do that bit, and so you're like, I'm naming a cock. You're a cockroach now, and they're not really gonna care. Like it feels good for a second for you. Twenty minutes later, they don't give an s. Like they've moved on with their life. You know, like they're they're driving around town with their girl. Um. Uh, oh God, what was that? There was a breakup song that I loved last year. Oh, uh, A B C D E F U. Do you know that song? That song's a jam Isn't and a it half. Like a, B, C. Yeah, F you and, and your mom, mom and your sister God. and your it's dog. It's a TikTok that song. That song kicks ass. I'm and your broke ass uh, and the, uh, <laughs> yeah. And your friends that I'll never see again. Everybody but your dog. They can off off that song. Come on, rocks. Yeah, I that did, song. I, 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 I that didn't song. I have the capability. I could. I, I don't care where it's from. That song rocks. It's ten not and a, a half. TikTok song. Yeah, I think it's a legit song that just might have ended I up I hate in that because like most good songs will get put on TikTok and then they're like, it's a TikTok song. No, it's not. I mean, I, I, I think I think she's right. I think it's a legit like mm-hmm. pop yeah, singer yeah. that put. What was her name? Oh God, I love this song so much. I was so in on this song. I'm excited. So you guys both say. Yeah, true? we both say it's. You guys real. both say real. Yeah, it's not real. It's not real. I say real, but and he says real too. But you were way too excited just now. Wait, do you say it's not real? No, it is real. I think it's real. I think she's trying real. to get you. She's trying yeah, to get I, you to change. I'm, I'm like, she's trying to get like, you to change no, not. because it's real, and she's game. trying I'm to get you to flip. She is. Um, it's like CIA interrogation <laughs> right now. She is trying to flip the witness. I'm, I'm sticking with. She the real. wants you to turn state's witness right now. Yeah. You stay strong. Stop snitching. 
All right, yeah. stop snitching over there. Real. This is a real story. You can really name a cockroach after someone. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna care. You might as well write a song about them and 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 turn it into a jam because they're not gonna care about being named after cockroach. But you can absolutely do it. It happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did. Okay. I remember reading the damn story. I'm telling you, I saw this. I had to. It was such a good one. It was a good one. It was I a good one. one. You read about it, that. It was. It was. <laughs> I feel like you were maybe thinking personally, Cass. I feel like felt this one that in my might, soul. Might have, <laughs> might have impacted you in some yeah. sort of way. You might have made a call. I made a call to the Baltimore Zoo. I, I like, thought hey, that might have been the case. Do you guys have cockroaches? <laughs> All right, there you go. That's did this really happen? Uh, we do that every Friday. Uh, every Tuesday. Oh, you know what? No, this time the show is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel and the FanDuel Sportsbook, which is now open. And you can still, when you sign up for Live Rewards, win your share of $10,000 cash. Got to sign up by March 31st because cash drawings are on April 1st. And keep in mind that new Live Rewards members can also get up to $20 in free play. Go sign up today. FanDuel Sportsbook in Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Best place to watch and bet on all live sporting events. We'll come back in, get a tidbit, and get tubular to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fandle Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. Brought to you by the Fandle Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com radio. Watch at YouTube.com PressBoxOnline. Glory Days Grill's St. Patrick's menu is now in full swing, and it's their most popular seasonal menu all year. New in 2022 are their smoky thigh wings with Guinness grilling sauce, a house-made Guinness barbecue sauce. Fan favorites also include their corned beef and cabbage, the shepherd's pie with Guinness braised ground beef, the Glory Days Reuben, and the Rachel. Enjoy a pint of Guinness or Guinness Baltimore Blonde. The St. Patrick's menu is available for the whole month of March. Come in for great food, cold beer, and basketball. Find out more about Glory Days Grill and get your order in online at glorydaysgrill.com. It's another cold winter here in Baltimore, but this time there's no hot stove to warm you up. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and while there may be no activity in the world of baseball, I'll still be here every week with my co-host Zach Goodman to give you all the latest in the CBA negotiations as teams look to get back on the field in time for spring training. You can watch us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon at youtube.com slash pressboxonline or facebook.com slash pressboxsports and listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon for the latest in baseball coverage right here on the bat around we can't imagine why you'd want to but you can watch gcr live it's at facebook.com slash sports and try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants jordan just made a joke it, it cast got it quicker than i did cast got it very very quickly it took me a second i was like wait oh oh my bad all right i'd share it on the air but it's um 
You know, go ahead, Jared. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, Chris Castles just did her her, yeah. her segment about cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. So, Joqua had me thinking, bed bugs live in your bed. So, where do cockroaches live? <laughs> Marinate on that for a second. When it when it hits you, and I tell you, just because I didn't realize Jordan was making a joke at first, like I thought he was being really yeah, serious legitimately. Like I thought legitimate. it was because we were talking oh. about cockroaches. It took me a second. Cass got it. Like it hit Cass, and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm an idiot. Okay. I see. I'm the idiot. All right. Let's get a tidbit, and then we'll get to a bit of wind down. Um, you know what? Tidbit is brought to you by Simply the Bets, which returns this Tuesday morning at 1140. And as if you missed it yesterday, we've announced that on Thursdays, we'll be doing not every Thursday, but most Thursdays, at least every other Thursday, we're going to be doing a new show called Weekend at Bookies as we are really ramping up our sports betting content and trying to help you win some cash uh, courtesy of uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Simply the bets, Tuesday morning, 11.40 a.m. And next Thursday, the first episode of Weekend at Bookies at 11.40 a.m. Tidbit, what you got, Lil Jordan? Let me pull this up. Uh, this is You're doing so well. You, All right. you told that funny joke, and then Here we go. you weren't prepared. So after talking about John Morant as a potential MVP this year, it got my mind racing. If John Morant wins MVP, he would be the third youngest to win it in the history. After of last night, I'm not feeling in, good yeah, about it. In the history of the NBA. So, who are the two other 22-year-olds to have ever won an NBA MVP award? And then there's there's six 23-year-olds. If you want to try Is that, Derek Rose 22. Derek Rose was in the 2011 season, and the other one. Was pre two thousand. Was pre two thousand. Wait, a little, a, a while pre two thousand. Was a while pre two thousand. Oh, uh, uh, Wes Unseld won Rookie yes. of the Year and MVP yep. in the same season. I do know Baltimore that. Baltimore Bullets. Yep. Oh, I do good. know that. Do you know, do know that? Do you know the six twenty three year olds? No, but I can guess yeah. because we're here. Um, six twenty three year olds. Six. LeBron. Nope. Oh, Steph went to all four years of college, so it wasn't Steph. Uh, all all of them are old school. Of none none old of them school. are current players. Boy, it's good because I was going to guess some more current players. So, uh, Will Chamberlain. Yep, that's one. Okay. Uh, Moses Malone. Yep, two. Wow. Oh my God. I know, right? <laughs> Go Glenn. All of a sudden, well, famously, Moses Malone went straight to the NBA. He was, you know, do you know where Moses Malone was going to play college basketball? I do not know that one. Guess somewhere. Probably Maryland. The University of Maryland was where Moses Malone was going to go, and then instead went to the NBA. There's two big ones, and then the two others I had only heard of last night. But I don't know. I don't know if that just means you're young or if there's two big ones. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. Okay. It's I pretty fake because when you say it's a, a I'm big one, I'm looking them up right now oh, and right. like I don't know them, so I don't know oh. why I looked it up. Like I was yeah. just gonna know who they are. Nailed it! You I know. nailed LeBron it. LeBron James, yeah. that one I know that one. Oh, he, that was wrong. I don't know if you I heard know, that one was inaccurate. I know it was inaccurate. wrong, but I'm just saying I know that name. Uh, the other one is Bill Russell. Yep, that's four. And then there's there's two left that you may not get. You could, but they're I. I don't know if that's I don't know about them because I'm young or because Oscar Robertson. Nope. 
How about... They're, they both have the same first name. Both have the same first name. They both have the same first name. Well, I already guessed... I was going to say Bill Walton, but I already guessed Bill Russell. I couldn't name another Bill. Right letter. Right letter. Bob McAdoo? Yep, that's... And Bob Pettit? Yep, that's them. Wow, wow. Good work. That was impressive. I mean, I, I got a lot of help in the process, yeah. Jordan. It's not like I just pulled yeah. those out of my head. Yeah, but <laughs> like, yeah. still. Oh, man. That was uh, all right. That was good. That was a good tidbit, Jordan. Well done. All right. Thank you. Uh, tubular. Uh, here's what's coming up this weekend. Big Ten Women's Tournament gets underway, where it's already underway. Maryland gets underway this afternoon against Indiana, 2 o'clock on Big Ten Network. And then if they win, they would play tomorrow at 3.30 on Big Ten Network, and the championship is Sunday afternoon on ESPN2. Oh, no, on ESPN. Regular ESPN? Where is this thing? Where is... Oh, it's it's on Big Ten Network as well. (laughs) I lied. That's at 4 o'clock. All right. uh, Also tonight, uh, not much. Michigan-Maryland baseball, 4 o'clock on ESPN+. Maryland baseball is quite good. Hawks-Wizards at 7 on NBC Sports Washington. The running backs and offensive linemen are uh, working out at the Combine at 4 on NFL Network. Tomorrow, busy day. Loyola Lafayette lacrosse at noon on ESPN+. Indiana State-Maryland baseball at noon on ESPN+. Navy-Lehigh lacrosse at 3 on ESPN+. ESPN 3, Johns Hopkins, Virginia lacrosse at 1, Maryland, Notre Dame lacrosse at 2, Flow Sports, UMBC, Towson lacrosse at noon. That's a good one to get out to tomorrow at United Stadium. Towson coming off a win over Loyola this week. Uh, Everything else uh, tomorrow, you can go to glennclarkradio.com. Obviously, the UFC pay-per-view tomorrow night, Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal. If you want to check that out, also tomorrow night at 7 on NBC Sports Washington, Kraken Capitals at 7. On Sunday, Maryland, Michigan State, 4.30 on CBS. CBS Sports Network for the Patriot League Tournament semifinals, specifically Navy hosting Boston University at four after they were victorious last night. Loyola lost to BU, or else that would have been a a cool meeting. Uh, Towson's first CA tournament game is Sunday at noon on Flow Sports against an opponent to be determined on Saturday. Uh, UMBC hosts UMass Lowell at one on Sunday in the America East Tournament. Maryland East Carolina Baseball at 3 on ESPN Plus on Sunday. And I think that's it for local stuff. NBC Sports Washington Sunday for Pacers Wizards at 6 o'clock. Everything else sports-wise, go to glennclarkradio.com. Non-sports-wise, again, Jordan, we're looking for highlights. Highlights. Yes. Things that are significant. All right. Friday, a uh, new episode of The Blacklist on NBC. Hey. The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon featuring Drew Barrymore, Charlie XCX, The Head and the Heart. That's it. I love. Char- Wait a second. Why would Charlie XCX be on a show where she's not the musical guest? What does she? I know she's. I the mean, mu- well, she's, she she is this. On she NBC is the musical guest on Saturday. Night. She's and then the, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, she's, she's the musical, the musical guest, guest on Saturday Night Live tomorrow. Who's the host tomorrow night? I don't remember. Uh, tomorrow it is hosted by Oscar Isaac. I do like Oscar Isaac. I'm a fan of his. Um, I don't. Has he hosted before? I can't. I feel like maybe he's hosted know. once before. Mulaney was great last week. Mike. Well, he's always great, but he was particularly great last week but yeah so that that that's noteworthy on uh friday netflix nothing really noteworthy that i have heard of hulu nothing prime video uh lucy and desi is coming i don't know what that lucy is. and desi, desi. It's the, that's the lucy show about or that was the movie that they made about lucille ball and desi arnaz that uh, came out last year that i believe got what's her face an academy award nomination of course i'm already forgetting who it is that played her but uh, that's on Amazon Prime now. I'll yeah, watch Prime, that. Prime Video. Not, I'm not. I'm not in a rush, but I'll watch it because 
It's uh, been reviewed well. Who yeah. played? Who, God, this is gonna drive me nuts. Who played Lucille Ball? That I want to say they might even both been nominated for. Eh, whatever. Go ahead, and I'll tell Sa- you in a second. Saturday Night Live, hosted by Os- Oscar Isaac, musical guest Charlie XCX at eleven thirty on NBC. Then Sunday, new NCIS LA and SWAT on CBS. Uh, new The Rookie on ABC. AMC The Walking Dead at nine. Talking Dead at ten. Uh, it's a different H- thing because the movie that was being the Ricardos. So this is a different thing altogether. And that was Nicole Kidman. So I don't know what Lucy and Desi is, but it's probably not all that yeah. interesting. H- HBO, a show I really want to watch, Winning Time, The Rise of the ah, Los yes. Angeles Lakers Dynasty at 9 on Sunday This is night. based on the Jeff Perlman uh, book from years ago. It's about the not the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. This is about the Showtime Lakers. And John, John C. Riley, I believe. Yes, John is, C. Riley. Is a lead. Yep. And I, I really like him as an actor, so I will be probably watching that. But that's all I got. I'm trying to figure out who who's playing who in this. What? what no you? more euphoria. Yeah, no, and no more no gemstones. More. I'm not happy about episode. that either. Uh, yeah, John C. Riley is playing Jerry Buss, the owner. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that's significant that's part of this. Adrian Brody is apparently playing, playing Pat Riley. That's kind of great. Oh, Michael Chiklis is playing Red Auerbach? Oh, this is wonderful. But, like, I don't know who the people who are playing, like, Magic and Kareem. I have no idea who these uh, Solomon Hughes is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Quincy Isaiah is Magic Johnson. They might be wonderful actors. I'm just yeah. not familiar with them. So, uh, But, yes, I am also looking forward to that and will be, yes. be, be, be poking at it myself. Yes. Sun- Sunday I'll have to watch the Towson game because tickets went up to $100. What? Yes, on Ticketmaster. Are you for real? I looked two days ago, and for not for the championship game, this is their first game Sunday off Ticketmaster. I saw $100 a ticket. I'm thinking about taking my kids to the UMBC game on Sunday, actually. I'm thinking about doing that. Uh, let me pull up. Uh, hang on a second. CAA tournament. $100? I mean, it's a small building, so, like, I... Yeah. I got a free... Is it, is, is it is they're doing a bit where, like... All four games on Sunday, you get in for one. I th- I think they had that plan, but now they're selling individual tickets, and I think it was still a hundred when I looked. But I did get because Towson is only doing. I told you, Towson's only doing fifty people, fifty students can go, and only fifty students get free tickets, and they're only busing out fifty kids, no more. And if you, Wait, if, I can, you can get in for twenty bucks if, on Sunday. What are you doing? Really? Where do yes. you see that? Right here, doofus. CA men's basketball tournament Sunday, twelve o'clock, twenty bucks, hundred dollars. Go down. What are you doing? Go down. Watch Tigers. I'm a go. There you go. Yeah, well, I'll go then. Solve that problem. Yeah. Thank Jordan. you, Glenn. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's a really. It's not good when the old man is scooping you on <laughs> how you can get on the tickets on the. How internet. do I use technology, Glenn? Not great. Not a great sign, Jordan. Not a great sign. All right, go find everything else at glennclarkradio.com. Cassidy, social media. Instagram, Cassidy underscore Elizabeth 22, and then Twitter, Cassidy Butler 5. Jordan. Twitter, Schwartzberg JS, Instagram, JSchwartzberg1. Give them a follow. They're good, hardworking kids. Thanks today to uh, Tony Agnone and to Mark Lillibridge, despite the fact that you guys are mad at him. Uh, a couple of former agents and good conversations about Lamar Jackson's situation. We'll get that up in the greatest hits section of the archives. There was a delay, but like you nailed like the. It was good. It was good. You ultimately, okay. it was good. Okay. But the yeah, di- I, I, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be right on top of it. Right on top of it. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. 
Tomorrow morning, the bat around, um, it'll be Zach and I want to say he said Ryan Blake is going to be uh, in with him tomorrow morning with Paul still away. So that's tomorrow, 10 to noon. They'll be talking baseball. And then we'll be back, of course, on Monday. Jeremy Kahn will join us, as he always does on Mondays, and, of course, stuff and things as well. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the CIAA Tournament, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino and Hotel, Underdog Fantasy Football, Blue Line Canine, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul still. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley III. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go all the local hoops and, and lacrosse teams. Duke sucks. Ohio. Ah, how'd that did you go to the game on Sunday, Kiss? How'd that go for you? How'd that go? Yeah, yeah. Ha, ha. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.